Meteorologist Joe Puma, mostly cloudy, above freezing, um, high of 40. Tonight, mostly cloudy, isolated showers possible after midnight, a low of 35. Tomorrow, clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy, dense fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers are possible, high of 47. Uh, Melting snow can make dense fog as well, so please uh, be safe out there tonight and Wednesday morning. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 34 degrees. Where should I begin? Can we talk about this? Say, what are you trying to say? Beyond the usual controversial talk. Blah, 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 on and on and on. Over there. One, two, cha-cha-cha. One, two, cha-cha-cha. Prepare yourself. Okay. For Craig. Okay. Preparing a mighty new spectacle here. Articulate. (laughs) Stimulating. Hit you right in the... There you go. We start becoming a team... This is the Craig Collins Show. Lord Jesus, oh God, no. On WJBC. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Now your host. He's a good man. Craig. This is the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I'm stoked. Mark Strauss is stoked. We're both stoked. I don't know how Blake feels about all this, but we're stoked. The Astros are getting their comeuppance. It's hitting them hard. Uh, do you have the latest info? People are getting canned now. No, what Mark Strauss does. And yeah. I, don't know, I don't know where he sees that. That's fine. People are getting fired. This is great. Uh, things are great. Uh, it is the Craig Collins Show. And I, if you wonder why some people, I think both Mark and I are included in this, are, are happy with what's going on. And actually, I'll talk about this later. This is one reason I want to have a Mark on the show at a certain point. I also want him to be on, though, when Neil Doyle is on, because I heard them discussing earlier this cheating scandal going on in MLB. And, Blake, I don't know if you're the same as me. Uh, do you think that every team is probably doing some version of sign-stealing with there technology? Is. Somewhere there is. Is that because of how things have gone in the past, like the steroid issue? There's a lot more people that did it than we know about. Uh, you just assume baseball is all about cheating. It just seems to be a byproduct of the sport, that more so than other sports, the cheating is hidden, and then once it actually becomes public knowledge, because this is the thing. Like, the Yankees changed signs back in 2017 when they played the Astros in the playoffs purposefully because they heard that they steal signs. That's a reason the Yankees were more dynamic in the signs that their catchers were giving their pitchers because this was a known thing a couple years ago. But it took this long and this much public awareness to actually get people in trouble for it. Uh, But I don't think that every single team were doing it to the same degree because sign stealing itself is actually not illegal in the sport. If you have a guy on second base and he's looking in and sees signs and he says something or or signals something to the batter, that's a thing that baseball has had for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily something you teach a kid. It's not a fundamental of the sport, but it's a thing that happens. You can't use technology, though, which is the problem. That's what the Astros were doing. That's what the Red Sox are doing. Uh, There's a lot of teams that you'll see, you know, I think, getting in trouble for some version of this, but but I don't think every team's going to have done it. I don't think that God's team, the New York Yankees, will have done this. Oh, I think they will be innocent. All right, let's get off our soapbox. I don't know what you're saying. I think the New York Yankees and the talent that existed in that lineup, you know, uh, didn't need They're to cheat. Trash. I don't know what you're saying. They're horrible. By the way, Astros fired GM Jeff Lunhow and manager A.J. Hinch mm-hmm. after the uh... Who had both been suspended for a year, mm-hmm. and now they're just canned. Right. Which I don't know if that, that you know, prevents the suspension. Um, if <laughs> I don't know how any of this works right now. 
Um, but it'll be interesting. They also lost draft picks and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. First okay. and second round of the 2020 and 2021. Let me try to make this a, a macro conversation for all the listeners out there that are like, oh, I don't want to hear you talk about baseball or sports or whatever. Um, if you have like a an enemy, or let's call it like a rival, whatever you want it to be. It can be someone in your own personal life, or it can be, you know, you like something and you know that that person has a rival, sports, whatever. Uh, do you cheer when the rival does bad? Because I always cheer for my teams, of course, and I don't know if it's specific to sports. I also cheer when my rivals do poorly. Like, I cheer against teams. It's bad, but I do too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think that happens anywhere else in life? Do you think that you actually, like, do you meet people that maybe you're a rival against in a workplace or something, and then when they do bad, yeah, like, you, see, not, that's not good. It's not the workplace, but and this sounds horrible to say. Go ahead. Like, maybe like an ex-girlfriend or something. <laughs> That cheated on me. I thought you were going to go school. Right, no. Because you you're in school still. Yes. And I'm sure there's probably top-of-the-class kids. You seem like you might be a top-of-the-class kid. I am one of those, yeah. Okay, I think you probably might you know, be happy. I remember the valedictorian for our high school. Oh, man, I remember this. This was such a big scandal. So the, the valedictorian and the salutatorian for, for my high school class were like a percentage point between each other. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, they both had perfect scores throughout high school. The reason why is one of them chose French and one of them chose Spanish. And Spanish wasn't an honors level class. Wow. Yeah. And so they, they law and I remember just each time that they kept getting like perfect grades and there's so much animosity between these two people. There is who were both in my group of friends. And it, it's just because they were both really successful. And so you hate I hate the Astros for their success, mostly because it cost my team success. And so I'm happy. Today's a fun day for me. So do you get a ring or how does that work for the Yankees? I would assume I get a you mean since I'm part of the organization? Right. Yeah, I am an I am a Yankee. Because when you say we won last night. See, oh man, I get so much crap for that. I I send Brian Cashman thoughts. I send him my ideas. Tweets, texts. No, no, no. Email. Mostly email. I wish I had his cell. Through the Gmail. Oh man, I would be so blocked if I if Brian Cashman and I had cell phones. That'd be nice. I would be very blocked. No, but yeah, I I'm I've grown up. I'm born and raised. Uh, Strauss is a born and raised uh, Cardinals fan, right? Right. Came from the St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. I think he feels like he's, he's part got of the organization. St. Louis Cardinals tattoo on his lower back. <laughs> Has he ever said we? It's, uh, maybe. I don't okay. Know. All right. Do you, you don't say we. You got your Packers thing on today, right? I know they did good the other day. Yeah, they did good. They not you. We didn't do good. Okay. They did well. I watched it. Uh, did you hear the Woo guy? I did not hear the Woo guy. Okay. Who is the Woo guy? There's a lot of complaints. NFL fans were mad. Fox's uh, broadcast. You know how they set up those? We're we're technical people. We're right. audio people. We understand this. They set these like crowd mics up. They the, put the big bowl thing. Well, actually, I think they're shotgun mics. Oh, okay. um, but yeah. so they put them up near the crowd. Uh, they put one right next to a woo guy. So I guess throughout the game, you heard mm. one dude in the back like, woo! Like the Ric Flair thing. Oh. You're just doing it. Give me a one, two. Woo! <laughs> just do it all the time. Uh, yeah. And That's so a lot great. of people are upset by that. I'll talk about that later on in the show, too. Um, but no, I, I don't know. I, I probably won't do the Astros thing. Uh, the Red Sox might get in trouble, too. That's coming down this afternoon. Oh, that makes me very excited as a Yankee fan. Very excited. I just don't think everybody did it. I think this is going to be different than other stuff. I don't think every single team is going to have used their their video booths or or Apple. Yeah, trash cans or Apple watches to steal signs. I think some teams probably assumed, teams like the New York Yankees, that if they got caught doing it, it'd be bad. So for that reason, they didn't do it. But they have all kinds of cash. What are you talking about? Well, they're just like, okay, That's not yeah. cheating. If we get caught cheating, like, here's five grand. Here's some hush-hush <laughs> money. 
For the Yankees, five grand's a lot. So, so are you actually saying to me that you think the Yankees have already paid off anyone? Uh, I mean, uh, okay, that sounds like a conspiracy theory. Uh, I actually have conspiracy theory. You know, we're gonna take a break, and I'm gonna come back with Blake's conspiracy theory on the not, Craig not Collins mine. show. It sounds like it's yours, and then maybe we'll have some other ones. This Meghan Markle thing won't die, right? Meghan Markle and Prince Harry stepping back, a whole bunch of coverage all weekend long. I don't care about royal families. I don't care about royal people. I'm a U.S. citizen. I think, did you make the joke last week, or someone else, maybe Mark did, that we fought for the right to not give a crap about them? Uh, That was Mark. Okay. Uh, So that's a good point. And at the same time, though, when when it actually all blows up like this, you watch, right? Right. It's sort of like a car crash. As you're driving past it, you're like, "Ah, I should look away, but you can't. Uh, Listener, you're on the air. What's your name? It is Brian. I think think they're all cheating in baseball, though. Oh, come on. You think God's team would cheat? No. Oh, I think I think the Yankees are the only ones smart enough to change their signs. I mean, I thought when I was a kid, I thought I remembered hearing about like teams just changing up their signs all the time, just so other teams don't get used to them. So yeah. I thought it had always been part of it. Granted, we didn't have the Apple Watches and all that stuff in this right. day and age, so I'm sure videoing it, I guess, is different, but. I, I mean, don't know, I'm man. Sure if you took, I, but I'm sure if you took ESPN footage and you kind of zoom it in. You know what I mean? You could probably catch up on stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm like, where do we stop? Like, you know, change your signs, people. That's change a, your signs. That's a great point, Brian. Get, I, I am. You get caught doing the same thing. That's your own fault. I am, selection. I am kind of shocked. Astros. Yeah, I am kind of shocked that in today's day and age with the amount of technology that exists that we can't prove more of this stuff. Like, that it's, it's taking this long. And I think it probably took players that used to be with the organization to start talking. Uh, but no, like, you can go back to, to video of games in 2017 and hear the trash can. If you just watch well, the Astros if, now. If it's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, like, we've got quarterbacks and head coaches talking in football. I mean, mm-hmm. why isn't it done a different way than to where it can't be stolen if it's such a big deal? I mean, like, I stop it from ever happening again then. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. A but I think I think they all deserve their punishments. By the way, you sent me a message about oh, yeah. uh, more of our, our giving up fast food thing. Um, and I should probably have you call in later. I, I might have broke it on Sunday. I might have made a mistake, Brian. Uh-oh. I know. I couldn't we'll help it. it out. The wife wanted to go hey. somewhere, and I went with her, and I promised myself I'd just get a sodi, and then I, I got some food. Hey, I'm just saying that, you know, we'll, we'll give some Hail Marys. We'll make sure you get a priest. There we go. Time, awesome. You'll be good to go. I know. I'm going to do a whole rosary after this. All right. Thanks, Brian. I'll talk to you later. Uh, i got to take a quick break. A lot more coming up, including Craig's conspiracy theories. <laughs> Are you excited? ABC.com. The Bermuda Triangle. Aliens. The Illuminati. Is it an inside job? Are lizard people people too? These are all questions that keep Craig Collins up at night. It's time for another Craig Conspiracy. Take me to your leader, Craig Collins Show. Oh, thank you, John Davies. That is great. <laughs> you ready for some conspiracy theories there, Blake? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you were throwing one out, though, first. I think you were throwing out a uh, sports conspiracy theory. Was I? About cheating and stuff. You were saying that you think uh, what was going on there just before we took the break. I, I want to I I give you a chance to do yours. You already don't know? I forgot. I have ADD. Okay, fine. Uh, I want to talk about Meghan Markle because I, I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. I know what's what's happening and right. nobody else does. Oh, here we go. I know that uh, Britain thinks they know what's going on. All the, the rags know what's going on. You know they're calling it Megxit now? Ooh. They did Brexit, oh. obviously, which is something different. And now Meghan is, is claimed as the reason... That they're leaving. Apparently, Harry, uh, Prince Harry has a broken heart about the fact that they have to step down in their duties. These are all things I read over the weekend. Right. All magazine crap. All TMZ crap. Out of Britain. And uh, actually, after hanging out with John, uh, John Davies, um, 
this past weekend, I learned that he feels the same way. He thinks it's all thinks it's all Megan's fault. Uh, I know it's not. It's all Prince Harry. Prince Harry is letting his wife take the blame for all this because he wants out. I promise you that's what it is. And he hates his brother, Will. Mm, they have this little fight thing. I, I was saying it before. You know how people like have rivals and stuff? Can you think of a bigger rival than your older brother who gets to be king and you don't get to be king? And the ra- way that this all happened, too, the way that I heard, there's a photo with the queen and her son who's going to be king maybe if the queen lets him, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen. And then uh, William's in it, too, because he'd be next. It's a succession photo. So Harry's not in it. And so after that, the big announcement comes out that they're done. They're out. This is a conspiracy theory. Meghan probably wants to be a royal. Everybody hates her. But it's all Prince Harry's doing. He's the one that got her the job at Disney. Did you know that? The Disney Plus thing. No, she's got a a voiceover job at Disney now. And uh, there's video of Prince Harry asking the Disney CEO to get her some voiceover work. That's not It's out there. Conspiracy theories. If she wants to be a royal, drink some Crown Royal. (laughs) I'm not going to do a... You want me to do... I'm not going to do one. You want a rim shot? It's up to you. I'm not going to do it. You get it eventually. You got to earn them. Drink some Crown Royal if she wants to be a royal. She is a royal. Well, not really. Look, all this stems from a, a fight between brothers. I don't know when it started. I assume as they grew up, like like William used to beat him up. You know, the older brother. Yeah. It happens. Do you have, you don't have a younger brother? I have an older sister. Okay. Did she beat you up at all? No. Got it. Yeah. Not No fighting at all. She used to sit on me. See, I did that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had that happen to me, too, actually. My oldest sister used to sit on me to, to end fights. Like, even fights between my brother and I. That's not fair, man. It sounds weird to say on the radio, but yeah, she used to sit on. No, it's, it's, I don't think it's weird. Yeah. They're a much older kid. They don't want to actually beat you up. They just completely stop you from moving. You got to squirm. Yeah. yeah, it sucks. But now I get everything, and she doesn't get anything. So I really, I <laughs> won that battle. I got to take a break. A lot more coming up on the Craig Collins Show. Maybe some more conspiracy theories. I have more. I have a lot of other stuff I'd like to <laughs> talk about. I do. Thankful. Well, especially when, why didn't you go out drinking with us? You could have heard him. I was them. tired. Well. John Davies and I went out drinking. I man. was carrying the load of the station. We were, we were conspiracy Doing theory it up. And now I have an intro because of it. Well, fine. All right. Quick break. A lot more coming up. In just- From the heart of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly cloudy, above freezing today, high of 40. Tonight, mostly cloudy, isolated showers are possible after midnight, a low of 35. Tomorrow, clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers are possible, high of 47. Uh, there is going to be melting snow tonight and uh, Wednesday morning. Dense fog is very possible, so be safe out there driving around tonight and getting to work tomorrow. Right now it is 34 degrees at Radio Bloomington. Uh, Blake Haas is a news guy, and he covers the best, the most important of the breaking news. You saw an update about the Cardi B, is that correct? Yeah, Cardi B possibly going to run for Congress. Whoa. That's a hard-hitting news. <laughs> what was that? Cardi B. She wants to run for a political office? Yeah. Uh, and she also wants to go back to school, I think you said? Yeah, she just tweeted, said, I do feel like if I go back to school and focus up, I can be a part of Congress. Okay. Um, I have so many ideas. She says a couple of uh, nice words in there we can't say due to FCC. Gotcha. Um, I just need a couple of years at school and I can shake the table. Gotcha. Um, serious question. Uh, after Donald Trump was elected, right. and I know Donald Trump is a, a businessman, he's a lot of things, um, but he was not necessarily a politician before mm-hmm. winning. He was more of a celebrity than anything else. Um, and I think people started to make jokes about like Kanye West, uh, maybe Oprah, 
Do you think that a whole bunch of celebrities will be our politicians in some, at some point as, as we go on, as we move toward the future here? Give me Kanye West as a president and <laughs> Cardi B as the vice president. No, I don't want that. I don't want to see that happen. What's wrong with that? All right, well, then, so that's my other question. Yeah. Out of all the famous people that you maybe look up to, who do you think would be best suited to run our country? Oh, Out of all the famous people you can think of, Blake Oz, mm. who would 100% have your vote if they popped up on the ticket? Tim Cook. Tim Cook would have your vote? Yeah. He's not. I mean, he's sort of already kind of a politician. The isn't guy he? that runs the Apple. Right, I know. He um, he hmm. dabbles from time to time. He's a big businessman. So you're yeah. you're not going like singer, songwriter, celebrity. No. You're going business celebrity. Yeah. I forgot because you do all the investment stuff. Yeah. Yeah. These answers are gonna be all boring. All they can do is write words. <laughs> I want legislation written. Put that on a t shirt. Look at you, you're right. Yeah, there you go. Blake Haas. <laughs> yeah. You wanna run for office? Uh, I'd be down. Would you? Yeah, I have good ideas. What would you run for? Um, I would probably run for school board first. Okay. Now, yeah. Why is that? I'm just um, curious. Because you need to start small. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to run for Congress. Not according to the president. You can start right at the top. Well, you don't have to he's go. He's got more following, more money than I do. He does. He's I got have a little bit more cash. I, make I, I don't know, though. You invest well. Maybe over time, yeah. eventually, you can make it work. School board. We'll yeah. All right. Let's start it up. Let's see what happens. Blake is running for school board. Let's see if he gets it. Mm, no, it's not boy. true. I, I can't. I have to give fair time then to all the people running <laughs> right. against you. Yeah. And so, okay. Um, I don't know. If I was like trying to elect people, you know who I'd like to see have a power position? Who? Mariano Rivera. Why? He's a closer. That guy is the okay. best closer in the history of closers. You send him in to any kind of fight, any kind of crisis, any the, kind of disagreement, he locks it down. The China trade deal. Mo will throw three split-cut thing like fastballs, <laughs> and it's over. And it's China agrees to everything we want. Plays Sandstorm, Sandman. Sandman, yeah. yeah. He, he enters Sandman is his entrance music. You'd play that right before any kind of negotiation he does. Yeah, it's all over. I'd like to see that happen. Maybe just the Yankees organization could start filling a bunch of political positions. Derek Jeter could do something. We could get A.J. Hinch to do it. Now, see, he's, he's, he's not busy. We, yeah, he doesn't have a job right now. Well, and again, I want to repeat to the guy who called in and said that I was happy he got fired. I was celebrating him getting suspended uh, right. and everybody getting suspended, people getting in trouble. That was right before the news. They got fired within an hour of being suspended. That is, that is something else. That's not good. Well, and the owner of the Astros, he had to know about all this stuff. This goes straight to the top. Oh, yeah. Is this a Craig conspiracy? We, we know they all knew. Oh, everybody knew. Okay, good. Um, before we get out of here, you and I have been doing a new thing. Right. You ripped this off from Scott Laughlin, right? Yes. These are would-you-rathers that he used to do in the morning. Yeah. Uh, we're now going to start doing them probably pretty often on this show. You have one for me? Yeah, but it's... It, well, then I'll do mine first. Okay. So in order to do mine, I have to know, though, what is your favorite animal and or mythical figure? Real animal? Either one. Mythical figure would be not. So either either right. thing. So real, we'll go real first. All right. Real is a sloth. I don't know why. Okay. They got long talons. Sure. That's And they're sloths. They're really... Right. Okay. And they sleep a lot. That's my life. <laughs> All right. Mythical man bear pig. Man bear right, from South Park? <laughs> yes. It's the best thing you've ever said. So here's the would you rather. Right. Would you rather own man bear pig or be man bear pig? Would you rather own a sloth or be a sloth, I guess, would be the same question. I would ra- mm, I, I know. own a sloth, and I want right. to own a man bear pig. You want to own both? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I would never want to be my favorite thing. I'd always want to own it. Right. Even though like some of my favorite stuff can fly, a dragon is used in the question. They, oh. they say, would you rather own a dragon or be a dragon? 
I think I'd rather own one. I want to go home and have a sloth wrapped around my neck. Okay. It, you know, the question doesn't point out, though, if we can control these things. Like, you might own Man Bear Pig, but he might be, you know, <laughs> crazy. On the loose. Right. Yeah, he might not He might not be obedient, per se. <laughs> right. Then it might be better to be it than own it. But, uh, yeah, that's my would you rather. Now, you have one for me? Yeah. Would you rather eat an entire pie All right. filled with diarrhea from a baby? Wow. Or... Eat powdered sugar mixed with dandruff shavings. I did not know we were going to go questions like that here what on the radio. Would you do? I don't know that everybody finds that funny. <laughs> First, I apologize for anyone that's immediately offended. Uh, I don't even want you to repeat the question. Would I rather? I forget option two because option one was so jarring. Dandruff shavings. Okay. And I had to consume either of these you things? You eat powdered sugar mixed with dandruff shavings. Okay. I'm definitely going to go option two. There's no chance that option one sounds good. <laughs> You're going with I don't even want you to repeat it. Oh, my God. You know what? I got this job uh, in October, um, and it's been three months, I think. Actually, officially today. I started on the 13th. I I didn't think in the history of my run here that the word diarrhea would be used. I just assumed no one would say it for any reason. Maybe maybe a listener would call in and go rogue and throw it out there. (laughs) But I thought the one topic that would never come up in the show was that one. And you just broke that. Three months is all it took. So you wouldn't eat that? I would not. You would eat dandruff shavings. I definitely uh, have to go. You're disgusting. Who would eat dandruff shavings? I'm going to take a break. I have to recover from the question. Who? Which would you do? Did neither. you answer? Neither. It's Candace. <laughs> which... Blake just cheated him. We see. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show. On AM 1230 WJBC, Blake Haas is my news guy for the first hour of the show, so you're hanging out. Um, I have a question about, I guess, a a new medical injury that is getting more and more prominent year over year. Uh, I found a study today. Blake is is deadpan because he knows what's coming. Uh, The NHS, I think this is actually out of the UK, has revealed that 164 people were treated for a a fractured, uh, that's a word I don't want to say on the radio, uh, a fractured bone. They 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 had a bone injury. Uh, specifically men, and uh, a bone that they uh, are uniquely, they have uniquely. Do you, do you know what I'm saying yet? Like a shin splint? Nope, not like a shin splint. Nope, it's uh, something unique to guys. Uh, there's 164 of those injuries in the last year. That is a 30% increase year over year, which is something that's becoming more and more common. Uh, this injury is happening more and more frequently uh, throughout the world, I guess, specifically in the U.K. Uh, most of the people who injure this, uh, this bone, again, right. uh, are between 30 and 40 years old. Uh, the youngest people are about 18, 19, and, and some of the oldest uh, victims of it in the last year uh, are in their 70s. Are you laughing a little bit there? Because <laughs> they said victims. Uh, yeah, I said victims. <laughs> uh, the fracture is right. a tear. Oh, oh gosh. Um, from some of the, and I quote, rubbery tissue uh, that is below the skin in that, in that area. Uh, symptoms of this fracture include an audible snapping or popping sound. Oh, that's good. Are you good? Want me to done now? That's disgusting. Sudden loss of any kind of um, ability in that department. Uh, severe pain follows the injury. Uh, dark bruising is typical. Uh, and then maybe a, a bend of some kind along with blood leaking. And maybe even some difficulty uh, going to the bathroom. Um, Bully. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. Uh, they're unsure, the doctors, as to why this injury is becoming more and more common. They do point to some things that they think might be what do they, <laughs> might be culprits. What do they point in this world? To? Uh, do I even me- want to ask? Medication uh, would be one thing that they think might be to blame, uh, because they think medication might be um, 
um, causing people to be more more risk prone. Does oh. that make sense? No. <laughs> <laughs> does it make as much sense as it can? Uh, just out of curiosity, man, like like hearing this story, does this? I right. I'm afraid. Not that I think that I personally would ever be in jeopardy of this thing. I'm just afraid of of where we're going as a people if uh, we have more and more of these injuries. If we can't get like our our control over this situation, you know. This is a problem Donald Trump needs to talk well, about. Well, do, do we have to start running PSAs? Is this a thing? Like, do we really have to convince people that there's a danger here if they're not learning? Because the fact that it keeps going up year over year, that more and more people are, are dealing with this injury, uh, to me, is kind of, in and of itself, like, we got we to gotta stop this soon. What's, it's like vaping. We got to just... I know, honestly. This is the kind of thing that I would, like, campaign against. I'd be like, if you vote Collins into office in 2020, I will get a firm control over this situation. Firm. I will, <laughs> see, I knew it. I knew you were going to do that. I will make sure that no one else has to fall victim to something this terrible. That's bad. I know it is. It's Ooh. a horrible, and it's a story that just, I read it, and I wanted to share it, and I don't know if I did it justice talking about it just now, but uh, I'll move on. Um, but it's just, you know, yeah. to me, it's something that uh, at least be aware of. Yeah, that's I'm, something I'm educating the public. Put in the... Right. The the file. Right. <laughs> Something to keep in the back of the brain. <laughs> yeah. Just in case. Right, man, the old right. Frontal Next mold. time you're in a situation where there's a risk at all, just remember that it once in the radio someone Great warned you. Collins show. Right. Protecting the people. That's what I do. <laughs> Triple P. <laughs> no, no, no. Fifty two percent of people right. are what are called digital hoarders. These are people who do not delete a single file from their computer and or their phone. Uh, the reason why they never like clean up the the file, the whatever, is they're worried they might delete something they need later. Fifty-two percent of Americans in a survey said that they don't delete anything. Are you a deleter or are you a hoarder? I'm a hoarder. I have a whole shoebox. <laughs> Sir, listen here. Of digital files, you and can't. Old chucks, you know the shoes. Okay. All the old all stars. That's a regular hoarder. Right. So you're full an- okay. of thumb drives that have audio on them. Really? Yeah, of interviews that I've done. Okay, well, that's that's sort of productive yeah. for your... It's kind of cool. How many interviews do you think you have in that shoebox? I have a lot. And it's all interviews, games I've done, stuff like that. Have you ever... And are you going to dive it's... back into it at all? Or are you going to... Uh, a couple weeks ago, I listened to what I when I first started radio. Yeah. Before puberty, and it was very, very high. It's not so good? It okay. Was, you know, I'm lucky. Um, I have a lot of radio buddies who have that stuff. Like, they right. have old tracks of themselves. I, I, I didn't record a lot of that stuff from early on in my career. But I do have a couple things i wrote like a couple radio bits i wrote yeah including one i wrote in college which is sad to admit that it was college and i i performed it once on the air and uh, maybe i'll bring it in and do it again but it, it's they asked us to write like a unique radio bit something you'd never heard before yeah. you know something and they i think they wanted a comedy element to it and collins gave it his try uh, i wrote a bit about two sideline reporters uh calling a fight at a retirement home between two former boxers who were oh. who were very old now, and so that the way they were fighting was maybe different. So the the comedy of it was the fact that they were struggling to fight each other the way right. they used to. Did they bite the ear off? Uh, they, I think it ends that way. Yeah. Oh. But so there's a lot of there's a lot of little jokes in there. It's not good. It's very bad, and it's a written thing. It's very old. It's very yeah. It's not. You're right. It's dated. <laughs> it's dated material. Uh, but I did. I wrote that for college. It was my first radio thing. Plus, I used to do Chris Walken all the time on the okay, air. Yeah. I have a Walken. Do you have an impression you do? Uh, I do the Blake Haas pretty good. <laughs> do you do anybody else? No. Okay. I used to think uh, when I started out in radio that anything was funnier if Walken did it. You know, like it didn't have to be, yeah. like maybe it's not a good bit, like the, like the old 
people fighting thing. But as walking, maybe it's funny, you know. So then that's that was my crutch. That was my go-to all the time. So I would throw on that walking voice, and you have it's nothing. Funny. You can't. No, I don't know that it's funny. I actually I think that it's probably also not funny. Ooh. But I do do a walking. Right. Would you are, Would you like to hear it? Yes. I was fishing for you to get to that. Oh, okay. okay. I would love to hear it. <laughs> Oh, boy. I'll turn the channel just like you guys. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm just you're kidding. crazy. I don't know why you're doing that. Come on. Well, let's go. You and I together. We're doing radio. It's hilarious he now. He was in that movie Click. Because walking's on. What? That's not the... Why would you think of that movie first? <laughs> he was in Click. The, he was in the movie. That's the worst movie I ever did. Was he ever in Do you know the, that he used yeah. to be like a serious actor? Really? Way back in the day when Sopranos? he first got into it. No. No. He's not in The Sopranos. What person are you thinking of right now? <laughs> There's a lot of pictures. What actor? Do you know? We're going to take a break, and I'm going to show you who Walken is. Okay. I don't even think you know who he is. The Walkman thing you used to listen to? Blake Haas oh. is 23 years old. Is Walken dead? Do people not even know about I him anymore? I don't know who he is. Okay, really? No, I know who he is. He was okay. in Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trapped, in, I'm trapped in the worst circle of my life. I'm on the air, right? This isn't like a nightmare. Yeah. This is a real life. Wake up. Okay, I hope I wake up. I'll just Joe Puma, mostly cloudy, but above freezing, a high of 40 degrees. Tonight, mostly cloudy, isolated showers possible after midnight, a low of 35. Tomorrow, clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy, dense fog in the morning, mostly cloudy, evening showers possible, high of 47. Uh, it is something to note that there will be melting snow, so dense fog will be possible both tonight and tomorrow morning or actually all the way through Wednesday morning, so be be careful out there. Uh, right now it is 34 degrees at Radio Bloomington. A woman is in trouble for um, calling off work. She This is a woman out of Oklahoma. She sent a photo to her boss and is like, yeah, I got a nail in my tire. And you had that happen to you recently, right? Yeah. Oh, hold on. You're uh, there yeah, there, you there go. we are. Yeah, yeah, I had it happen yesterday. Okay. Uh, this woman actually apparently did a Google search, found an image nail in tire, and then texted that to her boss because it was a lie, and she was fired for for, you know, making it up. How often, out of curiosity, to a guy that recently had this problem, do you think people make this up when trying to avoid work? Pretty often, but I've had it actually happen three times in the past 2019. Do you, do you share photos of these things? No. Okay. Because uh, you could. You'd, I, apparently, you'd make a killing. If Sydney Whit, Whitson of uh, Norman, Oklahoma, had, a, had access to your photos, she might have used one to get a day off of work for herself. Is this fireable? Should you be fired for this? Yeah, because you're a compulsive liar now. <laughs> And who knows what else you're lying about. Okay, that's fair. I mean, but yeah. how do I say this? I want to say this in the best way possible. I'm, I'm scared. Um, have you ever, maybe not this job. This job, it's important to get here. Yes. Have you ever... Um, no, um never. <laughs> not one time. Going. Nope. You've never once. Nope. Not even in school. There's never been a time no. where you've exaggerated or or some form of... Yeah, okay, exaggeration. In I order do it to, every day. Yeah, I know that. But in order to, to skip a, a thing, maybe no. it's skip a, a day of school, a day of work. I uh, don't miss school. Really? Yeah. You're a perfect never, attendance every, guy? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know what, actually? Can we talk about your school for a second before okay. you get out of here? Let's do it. Um, I was talking to you off the air, and I think Neil was talking to you last week about this. Uh, how many classes are you taking this semester? Two. How many did you have to take? <laughs> None. Right. You're taking classes for fun now. Yes. Do you see yourself becoming a teacher? Do you see that happening? Well, I've already taught before. Well, I know you did the well, but do you think yeah. like professionally? Uh, maybe. I think the only people that go to school for fun are the people who eventually like you know. 
do jobs that are in school. What are you trying to say? Well, I don't know. I, I don't think that a lot of 829-2345, don't call in and complain about the show, please, but do call in and tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry for anyone upset from segments we've done earlier in the show. I just want to report the news to people. That was Craig Collins' fault. Is, yeah, well, and Blake Haas was here, <laughs> no, in case anyone's curious. Blake was part of the show <laughs> no, for that hour. No, no. Um, but no, call in and tell me, like, is school, is school fun? Is that I think it's fun. What is, okay. What why you what, do you, some, what are the classes you're taking? Uh, this semester, training and development. These that, are all graduate, sound graduate level classes. All right, training and development. And then uh, seminar and mass communication. Seminar and mass communication. Yes, looking okay. at gender studies. Gender, okay. Yeah. And this you're just doing these for the heck of it, just because you felt like it, because mm-hmm. you have to finish your... My master's. Right, and that involves writing something yep. that you then submit. Yep. And you could have taken the whole month. Or the whole semester, I mean, to just yeah. write. Let's have fun. You could have hung out at the radio station more. Why would I want to be on the Craig Collins show that gets me in trouble? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I just report news. That's all I do on this right. show. I don't do anything else. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're taking two classes for fun, and then you're not sure if someday you want to be a teacher. Yeah, Would I you know. teach radio? I have. You have? Yeah. Okay. How does that... I, okay. And one last thing I want to say, I've got to take a break in just a second. Radio, I think to me, and I don't know about to you, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Professor of Radio, is the kind of thing that to get really good at, you just got to go do. I don't know that I would recommend If my kid comes to me, I don't have a kid, but if I did and he wants to be a radio person, I would probably tell him to get a job in radio, not necessarily to go to school. This is coming from a guy who went to school for radio, right. by the way. But anymore, you have to have a degree just to get in the door. Really? Yeah. So in not even just a bachelor's, you're actually going full board. Oh, and associates, mm-hmm. bachelor's, Something. master's, gotcha. doctor. Just to, just to get your way in. Phoenix Online. It don't matter what you got. <laughs> just as long as you got something. Didn't they get in trouble recently? I don't know. Maybe. I think they did. I think people uh, got in trouble there. I want to there. Do you? Yeah. You do all the classes from home? Yeah. Okay. How would that go, do you think? I think it'd be fine. All right. Webcam myself in. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. <laughs> why is I don't know. Yeah. I, did, I can't picture you. As a webcam teacher. I'm a webcam kind of guy. Are you? Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I think Right, I yeah. For, as a guy from Clinton, <laughs> I don't think you know any idea what that means. Ooh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. This is the Craig Collins Show. we got to take a break here in just a second. got news coming up. Neil Doyle is in now. Blake uh, leaves us at 2 o'clock. Yeah, that, that yeah. part was all Craig's fault. No, I don't know what you're saying. I have no... After the, after the news... Collins. After the news, we got a lot more to talk about up on the uh, Craig Collins Show. Uh, what time of day on Sunday do you start to feel anxious for work? Apparently, there's a new survey. 88% of people said uh, relatively the same time. So we've pinpointed the exact moment to the second where you, sitting at home on Sunday, start to feel... Illinois ABC meteorologist Joe Puma says, mostly cloudy, but above freezing, high of 40 today. Tonight, mostly cloudy, isolated showers possible after midnight, low of 35. Tomorrow, clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy, dense fog in the morning, mostly cloudy, evening showers are possible, high of 47. Uh, melting snow could create dense fog as well tonight, tomorrow, uh, all the way through Wednesday morning. So be safe out there. Right now it is 34 degrees at Radio Bloomington. You're listening to The Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's The Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I want to talk about the Astros a little bit more um, just because it's a thing that's that's interesting to me. Um, first, the fact that two guys got canned. Uh, was kind of surprising. Um, I don't know if Mark Strauss thinks that it's surprising that they're canned uh, because they had just been suspended. Um, Astros general manager Jeff uh, Lunau and manager A.J. Hinch both canned. Uh, this was after Jim Crane heard that they were going to be suspended for a year, so he just uh, he let them go. Um, is it surprising that they're they're out of jobs? Are you asking me? Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, but the owner wants 
you know, uh, he doesn't want the franchise to be tarnished. He doesn't, you know, maybe he's just looking at, uh, you know, Jim Crane is the owner of the Astros. Maybe mm-hmm. he's looking at the value of the franchise, if it's tarnished in any way, if he takes quick, decisive action moving forward. And, you know, he's going to have to look at his own organization because, look, Hinch and Leno weren't the only ones, obviously, in the organization besides the players and the people in the dugout yeah. who were pulling this off. Mm-hmm. They're not the only ones who know about it. So, uh, presumably, if you're Jim Crane, I would think if he's just fired his manager and his president of baseball operations and general manager, yeah. that he's going to clear out anybody... Uh, you know, barring a low-level employee who was just doing what they were told to do because their boss told them to do it. But uh, here's the thing. Yeah, go ahead. There's some question as to whether Leno knew what was going on. I, I find that the, hard to believe, but... Go ahead. The, the uh, What I've read is that Hinch got fired because he kept saying he didn't know anything about it. Mm-hmm. He lied. Yeah. And... Uh, Crane is holding Leno responsible, accountable, sure. for everything going on beneath him in the organization. Mm-hmm. And that makes sense to me that, that you would hold these guys accountable. So the, the first thing that's interesting is MLB's investigation found that Crane, specifically the owner of the team, did not know what was going on. I don't know that I believe that, uh, but that's what their investigation found. Uh, Crane was also asked recently if he thought that the 2017 World Series win was tainted, and he said, of course not. Uh, What I find very interesting, and I think I talked about this last week on this very show, is that every time you hear about one of these reports, a team that's cheating, immediately part of the narrative is, oh, but by the way, they didn't do it in the playoffs. Uh, The Astros, because it would have been too loud of an atmosphere. Uh, The Red Sox, because they just didn't have access to the same video booths. Uh, because there's more security, more well, personnel. Well, you know, the Dodgers were sus- they suspected during the World Series that it was going on. Yeah, but they didn't have a way. They they could hear all the banging and the noise, <laughs> and they knew that something that they weren't hearing in other ballparks was going on. Right. Well, so so I ask you then. And then um, you know, this year when this investigation started and the allegations started to come out. Even before the investigation, mm-hmm. uh, there were some apologists for the Astros, and I think it probably came from their fan base, that said, well, you know, if you look at the Astros' record, they had a better record on the road than at home, so really none of this matters. Well, it does matter, because their record at home might have been even worse than it was right. had they not been doing this. Well, and the Astros, I think they had two really good, uh, they had the best record at home in baseball, um, at least last year, I think, and maybe two years in a row they could have. I, I'd have to look up how they did in 2017, but they, they were a very good home team, uh, regardless of how good they were on the road, and it, it is well, using technology to steal things. Like it, it is, I can't believe we would argue whether or not it matters, because it's not okay. You shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, look, uh, let's let's be upfront about this. You have an axe to grind because you're a Yankees fan. Who lost to them in the playoffs. That's yes. right. And uh, I have an axe to grind because I think a lot of this originates with the original allegations, which have never actually been proven, kind of swept under the rug by Major League Baseball going back to the Cardinals' hacking scandal. Mm-hmm. And remember that the basis for the hacking, hacking scandal was that Chris Correa, who's in jail right now, today as we speak... <laughs> Uh, had gotten into the database of the Astros. He had worked with Leno when he was in the Cardinal organization, and he suspected that Leno had stolen proprietary information from the Cardinals and taken it with him to the Astros when he took over as their general manager. And and proprietary information means information that had been gathered about prospects Mm -hmm. and players and potential draft picks 
and, uh, you know, perhaps even more that belonged to the Cardinals. The Astros were built, this Astros incarnation was built with draft picks, with players that were drafted using the information that had been gathered to some degree by the Cardinals organization. Sure. And uh, so uh, the Cardinals never filed any formal charges against Leno or the Astros. Yeah. Uh, because it's a very hard thing to prove. And I also think that they were afraid of Major League Baseball coming down on them harder, and that would be more wide-ranging than just coming after Chris Correa, who wound up in jail for doing the hacking. Well, uh, two other things that I'm curious about. Um, first, uh, the Astros are one of the best teams in baseball the last few years, um, probably you know, surprisingly so. They had really great pitching. They had really great players. Um, and then we find out that there might have been a bunch of cheating. The Red Sox also recently won a World Series. Might have been well, some cheating. Well, not might. Now we know. Uh, definitely. Yeah, def- I should say for sure. We know there was cheating, and cheating that gets them in trouble to this degree. The Patriots, one of the best teams in all of the NFL, constantly uh, embroiled in controversy over you cheating. You always come back to the Patriots. Well, I, the reason why? Is there a temptation, you think, in today's day and age, with the technology that exists for any sports franchise, as good as those ones are, to, to utilize everything they can to Absolutely. win? Yeah, these are, you know, you and I, you're looking at it, you have to remember, you kind of have to drop the whole, we're fans. Right. We like baseball. We do. We like our teams. We like the sport. Correct. It's part of our youth. I mean, and I, we still I, view it in somewhat of a, a naive and, uh, Innocent know, way. Child. Yeah, innocent. Yeah. That's a good word. Uh, but it's a multi-billion-dollar business, yeah. and the players. If you have a big season, coupled with a big postseason, if you produce, you're going to make money. If you're on a World Series championship team, it doesn't matter what team you play for. Uh, in that market, you are always going to have opportunities. Yeah. After both during and after your playing career. That's true, sure. And uh, that it, there's no way even to, uh, to fathom the amount of money that someone uh, can generate right. as, as a celebrity because, you know, you look at David Freeze with the 2011 Cardinals, sure. and he's from St. Louis, and he's always going to re- be revered, and he still appears on television commercials in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And uh, You start I, your car dealership there, and you're, go- you're golden. Well, I mean, you don't even have to do that. You can be, right. you can be paid to be a spokesman. Sure. You can go around and give speeches. You can make money just for being who you are. And it, so yes. there is a great temptation. It's all a business. Everybody's trying to do best for themselves. Well, and I think we forget from time to time, uh, it actually is Michael Jordan who first opened my eyes to how competitive uh, professionals are, how competitive people that get to a certain level are. Uh, when he gave his, his Hall of Fame speech, and he brought along the guy that he uh, lost a spot to on his high school basketball team, and the guy didn't know why he was invited. He just sat there in the audience like, this is cool. Michael Jordan wanted me to come to the Hall of Fame. And half of the speech is targeting this guy and how he was his original motivation, it opens your eyes to how competitive people in this world are when you get to the professional level. So I guess it, to a certain extent, starts to make sense um, that maybe people skirt the lines of what is cheating or not. And so this gets to the last question that I want to ask you and newsman Neil Doyle. Do you think that every team is cheating to an extent? Do you think that every single MLB team is using some form of technology to help them steal signs and gain information? I think they bend the rules as far as they can, and in some cases, like this one, they cross over a line they shouldn't cross over. But you don't think every team is crossing the line? No. Okay. So you don't think that we're going to find, there's not going to be a a 30 uh, uh, 30 for 30 or whatever it is where we find all the different teams and everything they did wrong and like some in-depth study? Uh, Because God's team, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think the Yankees are doing any cheating. Uh, You know, I think in order (laughs) to find out more, and we'll find out more perhaps about other teams. Yeah. 
you would have to have some players who have the courage to speak out about it. Because, well, and if you do that, you do risk – it would have to be someone who's retired because I don't think a lot of the current players – there are a few. Mike Fires, of course, was the one who let the beans spill in the beginning. Yeah. But uh, now, when his contract's up, I seriously doubt there are any teams that are going to want to touch him. Collusion? That that sounds like that sounds like a Kaepernick situation all of a sudden. I think you're using an awfully strong word for somebody who's no longer desirable to be an employee. Fair enough. Because they can't keep a company secret. And now, Neil, Neil, if wait. they were breaking, if they were breaking the rules, yeah. you can look at it however you want. But if if you work for an organization and mm-hmm. something's not going right in a different department in the building, and you know about it, are you going to say anything about it? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, there you go. You've answered my question. You've answered my question. I don't know if question. I want to admit that on the air. Uh, it's a different department. I'm not involved. I can I can remain innocent of the situation. I don't know. Uh, Neil, you do think a lot more is coming out, right? You think all the teams are cheating? Uh, I think there's a good majority that are. Okay. Including God's team? Uh, they could. Uh-oh. I, mean, I don't like that. And the Cardinals, though, are not, right? There's no way the Cardinals are doing I don't know what the Cardinals are doing. Okay. Would you be shocked if they did some stuff? I wouldn't be shocked if all the teams were cheating. You know, again, cheating is that line you're crossing where you're doing something right. that's verboten. But if we find out that, every, like the steroids Everybody's thing. stealing signs. Okay. Well, yeah, but that part. If we find out that everybody was doing this, then do you, do you backtrack? Nobody and... was doing it on this level. Okay. I mean, that's pretty obvious. All right, good. I, I like hearing that. And I think cause... Cora brought this level, perhaps, to the Red Sox. I right. don't see him managing the Red Sox this year. I yeah. mean, uh, I, I, he's going to be punished. According to what I've read, the Red Sox are going to be bad. Cora this year anyway. was the one who designed this whole apparatus. Let's be fair, though. Both the the Astros uh, coming into this this season in 2020 and the Red Sox, I don't think they're projected to be as good as they've been in the past. The Astros have lost a lot of good personnel. They're not necessarily bringing that personnel back. They're still the Red the, Sox are sellers. The to Astros begin with. are still the best team in that division. Uh, I, I, okay, we'll see. Tell we'll me, see how that tell goes. me which AL West team is going to. You I don't know. know. Zip past them this Ray, year. Well, I don't know that you got to zip. I don't know that they'll be zippy anymore. I think they'll be. I think they'll be now with all these other penalties too. They might even be uh, worse. But losing one of the best pitchers in all of baseball, uh, along with other players, can't necessarily make you a better team. It makes you a worse team for sure. And so we'll see. Uh, I got to take a break. I, that was a long segment. Thank you both for jumping in on that. Uh, quick free in your app store. It's Greg Collins show. On AM 1230 WJBC, Neil, why am I playing Dave? I believe it was his uh, birthday. Uh, it's not. Uh, I, it well, was. it might be. Well, you might be right. I, I actually have birthday. no idea. It was his birthday yesterday. There you go. I Kicking butt. Maybe, I thought maybe you saw it and you said, oh, play a little birthday music. I wish. Uh, no, actually, even better. Uh, the reason I'm playing it is because the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has a fan vote. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Uh, it counts for just one vote. So you still got to get a majority of the votes from the, the actual Hall voters. Uh, but the the band picked this year to be the fan favorite to someone that the fans would like to see get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dave Matthews Band. Oh yeah, they got over a million votes. Uh, the next closest was Pat Benatar, who only had a uh, eight hundred eighty-two thousand. So um, two to three hundred thousand additional votes went all the way at Dave Matthews. Would you like to see them in the Rock Hall of Fame? Oh, I'd love to. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you go? Do you think you'd ever go to one of those? Uh, I don't know if I would go. Is Dave as close as it gets to making you go? It's probably up there, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I, I've always wanted to go to one of his like crazy concerts he does in Grant or in um, a Central Park. I don't mm-hmm. know if they do those anymore, though. I, I don't think they it's been a while. do as much, but yeah, they used to be known for that. They were free. Mm-hmm. And just as many people as possible could go and show up. That would have been something else. There's there's a lot of like former shows I wish I had gone to, 
and that's got to be way at the top of the list to any of those. Um, is there anyone else you can think of that you wish were also in the in the hall? Someone who get in with Dave? I, I kind of who else? I was trying to remember who the else. Doobie was Brothers in this year's were third class. on this uh, yeah. this voting by fans. Soundgarden was on the list along with Judas Priest, uh, Whitney Houston, Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode would be hilarious. That would be pretty fun. I, I don't know that that's deserving, but that is an interesting call. But oh. Dave. They have one more vote. They're a little bit closer. Uh, and 61% of artists who win a fan vote eventually get into the hall. I can't believe it only counts for one vote. I know. It should be a lot more than yeah. that because it's a million people. All right. It's news time on AM 1230 WJBC with Neil Doyle. Dave Fan. Joe Puma, mostly cloudy, but above freezing, a high of 40 today. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Isolated showers are possible after midnight, low of 35. Uh, tomorrow, clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy, dense fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers also possible, high of 47. Uh, dense fog will make it uh, possible to have, you know, uh, difficult driving conditions. So be careful tonight, tomorrow, through Wednesday morning. Right now at Radio Bloomington, it is 34 degrees. I'm better than ever. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. The Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, last week, I believe, we were talking about this uh, billionaire. He's out of Japan who wanted to give away $9 million uh, to random people. He wants to give about a million bucks per person uh, to nine different people to see if money truly makes people happy. He's calling it a social experiment, and you have to be one of his Twitter, Twitter followers to get in on that. Uh, he's now got another thing. This guy seems like he wants to be in the news a lot in 2020. Uh, it must be his new, his new goal. Uh, his name is Yakuza uh, Mazawa. I think that's uh, probably how you say it. Uh, but he's looking for love, Neil. He wants to find a girlfriend in 2020 as well. Uh, he is offering, and you got to, by the way, you have to fill out like an online application <laughs> to be his new girlfriend. He is offering you a first date to the moon, though. He Whoa. said, yeah. He said that he will be the first person to buy a private trip to the moon via SpaceX, Elon Musk's company. And he wants to take his new girlfriend with him. Uh, applications are due. This is a real thing uh, by Friday, and he'll cover all the expenses, of course. It might also be a reality TV show, so there might be television cameras to shoot the experience. Um, but I know that uh, Blake loves The Bachelor. This is like The Bachelor on steroids. Uh, do you think that, uh, by the way, you just have to be older than 20. That's his only requirement right now. He doesn't, he doesn't have any other reasons for you to you know, consider to apply or not apply. Just throw out that application and someone's getting picked. Uh, but do you think this is insane? This is, this is way too much. For a first date if you really want to find love yeah a little bit overboard okay because yeah. like how do you top this if, if this is the first experience with this this new person and you actually like hit it off while you're going to the moon there's no there's no second date that comes close i mean you just i guess get married right after that I, well i get if it, yeah if it goes well i mean i, I don't know but right. do you get married on the moon because again like you gotta you gotta right. play the first date what is your typical it's been a while i know you're uh you're a taken man i am too What's your typical, like, first date go-to? Like, a kind of nice restaurant? You don't want to go, you know, shoot uh, the works the first time you go out with somebody. Yeah, like, just dinner or, right. you know, drink somewhere. Honestly, even coffee sometimes right. if, like, you've met via the apps and stuff now. Like, a lot of my friends who, who date um, using, like, those those dating apps, like, I, I don't think the first date is anything more than, like, you know, a get-to-know-you-with-a-coffee. Like, really, that's... And this guy's going to go moon. I can't believe people have to apply. Yeah, that I mean, it just it all seems right. It seems a lot, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it maybe it goes well. I mean, like you said, if they're going to really turn this into if it's being filmed or whatever, uh -huh. I, I mean, maybe this guy makes a 
reoccurring show. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> First dates to the moon. He keeps, <laughs> right. keeps taking more people up there. Um, it, there's a website. It's mz.abema.tv. I don't know. Uh, and then there, you have to pick the English version, too. It's called called Full Moon Lovers. Uh, you get to uh, app, apply. Uh, he's got his photo up there. It's a serious one-on-one planned matchmaking event. Is what the website says. Application conditions, like I said, you have to just be over 20 years old. Uh, actually, there are some other stipula- stipulations. Bright personality and always positive. Interested in going into space? No crap. And able to participate in the preparation for it. What do you? What does that entail? Do you mean just being like in good shape? Uh, maybe. Okay. Uh, want to enjoy life to the fullest is a is a requirement. And be someone who wishes for world peace, specifically. Hmm. That kind of sounds like he's going for like someone who gives a speech at the uh, Miss America pageant. Yeah. Because like, that's usually what they wish for at the end of those, right? Uh, nine times out of ten, Nine yes. times, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the application is due, like I said, by the 17th. So you got to get on those. Uh, first selections begin 25th. Do you think they're going to do like a selection show? I, you, you wonder. I, I wonder how many people are going to apply. Right. That'd be know. awesome. I, I hope that ESPN covers it like a selection <laughs> Sunday. Like Makuza's doing his selections today. Uh, but then there's a mid-February matchmaking date. Apparently, you might go on additional dates. Um, special dates, getting to know each other happens in March. So it's not, it's weird. They're calling it a first date, but it's not actually going to be a first date because he is going to get to know these people in person. Final decision on his moon partner uh, as at the end of March. Can someone please try? 829-2345. Someone please call in and tell me you're going to try because I'd love to know if one person can get through like a couple steps in this process, uh, what it's all like. Um, and it's just for the the knowledge of it, you know. It's it's news knowledge is what we need. Yeah, we need to cover the story. What if nobody? What if nobody applies? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That'd be a spin. man. I mean, I wonder how that guy recovers from that. Like, I, uh, it's totally different than like no one showing up at your birthday. Nobody wants to go to the moon with you. It's, yeah, uh, he can't recover from. Yeah, that. you just pack it in. He's got billions of dollars. He's giving away money. I still want to follow him on Twitter, although I think I missed my chance. Because uh, he's just going to give nine people a million dollars. Yeah, he's going to give them a $100,000 or so a month for nine months at the, be, at the start of this year. And just he, he's curious if that makes you a happier person. Yes, yes, it makes me a happier person. That might help, yeah. Give me a million dollars, please, sir. Why, why do you think he's doing all this? Does he just want to be a more famous person right I mean, now? That's probably part of that. Maybe okay. he's just got... It seems like he's got nothing better to do, to right. be honest. I don't know. Yeah, the end of last year, he's th- he's looking at his bank account. He doesn't have anybody in his life. He's you know He doesn't know what to do with it, so he's just giving away money, and now he's trying to bring somebody to the moon, uh, which I didn't know we were going. When, when are we going? Do we do we have knowledge on when uh, SpaceX is actually I'm taking not, off? Not positive. I wasn't sure that they had uh, developed the technology fully yet. I didn't know that that plan was happening this year, um, which, I, again, now I'm kind of upset with the whole system. It says his first date to the moon but he's going to get to know these ladies through march and then depending on when the actual takeoff is i'm sure he's going to keep talking to the winner so this is not a first date at all this is totally it, yeah it's i don't know what they're trying to do with the play on words right. i mean because are they saying that this is the first ever date to be held to the, on moon? the moon i don't know i guess it Maybe. said you take your first date but now see if this was the bachelor he'd get thrown off this is cheating this is <laughs> this is a bunch of terrible things behind scenes this the astros are in charge of this it seems like all right. of a sudden um okay well we'll see we'll see how it goes for him uh moving on mark hamill is also in the news mark hamill uh, if you don't know who that is god bless you uh but he's the luke skywalker actor and he like kind of was forgotten right like there were a lot of years there before the Star Wars movies came back where I don't know that I considered Mark Hamill a, a famous person anymore. 
I mean, if I saw him, I would have treated him famous, but he wasn't doing stuff. I didn't know he was alive still. Okay, there you go. See, that now, now he's in the news a lot. And I saw today via Mashable um, that it's news that he will be quitting Facebook. Um, he is protesting, like many others, against the fact that CEO Mark Zuckerberg is not interested in, um, in preventing uh, propaganda and lies for, through the political ads. I guess that he said he's going to allow political advertisements that may include dishonesties in them. And people are upset. People are leaving the, the Facebook world. Uh, does Mark Hamill's decision influence yours at all? Nah, probably not. No. Yeah, not mine either. Yeah, I just I think it's interesting. It's being reported on that you know he is not going to um, be on Facebook anymore. How long does that last, by the way? Do you know anyone that's quit Facebook? I want to say at least two or three people. Yeah, has it stuck? Well, one of them I think is my dad. He had a Facebook account, and now okay. he's an assistant principal. So I don't know if he got rid of it just because he didn't. I don't know. I, I think he just didn't want to deal with like having you know students try to friend request him and like stuff like that. So he got rid of it a while ago, and he hasn't he hasn't gone back. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is he the only one though? I'm trying to think. I had another friend, but now that I'm thinking, I had another friend that did get rid of it for like a year, and now he's back. See, yeah. I have a lot of friends um, who have said it, uh, and I I might have been one of those people, by the way, Neil, who, who at least one time put up on the Facebook, "I'm out, mm-hmm. I'm done," and it wasn't even like I wasn't standing for any cause. I just thought that social media was, you know, not great. Um, and my wife actually quit and is still not on the Facebook. She's been quit for uh, several years now. Uh, but I went back multiple times, Neil. I, I couldn't I couldn't kick it completely. Yeah. It's the kind of thing. When you go, because there's no, um, I, I don't think there's a version with social media, especially if you like it a lot. There's no, like, gum, you know? Like, with smoking, you can get the, the, the gum to slowly wean. There's no weaning with a Facebook. It's all or nothing. Well, and... and- for the field we're in, I feel like it's kind of it's it's needed. It's it is needed. Yeah, you got it. You got to have access to the social medias. Uh, I don't know though if there's some way to wean. Maybe we come up with that as a product. Like maybe it'll let you log into someone else's Facebook every so often, and that's it. That's all you get. Maybe, Just a I don't taste. Know. Well, does it count though? I was gonna say, oh, if you make like a fake account, but that doesn't. I mean, you're still, yeah, you're still on you're still on Facebook. I don't know. I, I wonder too. Like if you take a photo every so often of your food, if we just share it for you, like if that's enough <laughs> to make you feel like it. Like no, you you don't get to have Facebook anymore. But we will share one of every ten dinners that you have out. We'll put it up on the JBC Facebook page. I see, but then that would bother me. It's like, what are they? You know, how are they captioning it? You know, what are they saying? Maybe what if they get the location wrong? They right. say, oh, this is where this is right. where they ate. Well, no, it wasn't. Okay, so, I don't know. So see that again. You can't be weaned, uh, but maybe <laughs> someone out there can be. Eight two nine two three four five. Tell me if you have more ideas about that. Uh, I got to take a break here on AM twelve thirty. After that, though, I do want to talk about this. I found an interesting company out of St. Louis um, that is pairing millennials with boomers. The reason why they're getting paired is interesting, and apparently there's been a lot of success with it. So I will tell you all about JBC. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. This is The Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, as I said before that break, there's a new company out of St. Louis uh, that since 2018 has been matching millennials with baby boomers. Uh, the reason that they're matching them together is um, for the company Odd Couples Housing. What this is, is a group that's trying to find people who are empty nesters. Uh, these are people, in, you know, typically in the baby boomer generation, who are looking for someone to come into the home because maybe they can't really live there on their own anymore, or maybe they're just a little lonely, whatever the reason. Uh, but a baby boomer signs up for the service, and they find a millennial who's willing to either help pay 
for the housing, uh, a millennial who might just be willing to do chores, whatever it is, and uh, those people are moving in. So these are complete strangers that start living together through the help of Odd Couples Housing. Uh, They've made about 20 matches in the year or so, a year and a half that they've been operating, Um, and they seem to be doing quite well. Uh, Similar services are starting to pop up in other bigger places. San Diego, Boston are some of the places doing it as well. Um, I don't know that the Odd Couples housing is just for people within St. Louis, but it appears to mostly be the case. Uh, often, the millennial is a grad student who's looking to, you know, supplement their their housing somehow while completing their education, maybe, you know, cut down on the student loan. Um, so it, it's an interesting kind of thought here is that people who are typically used to having someone younger in the home, a child, whatever, uh, who don't have that anymore. And I don't know, um, you know, many empty nesters, uh, that I've come across that would be interested in this, but a few uh, I could think of. Uh, Neil, do you think this would be interesting to the younger generation? You're 23. Uh, do you think if, uh, you know, you wanted to save a little bit on housing, you might be willing to move in with someone that's uh, looking for a friend? I mean, I think I'd be willing to. I just, I feel like it it could go wrong for some people. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I mean. Well, that's why the matching, the, the odd uh, couple's housing service is here. They're going to match you based on a bunch of different criteria. Uh, they're going to try to make sure the matches are as good as possible, and there's a guarantee that if it doesn't work out, uh, they'll figure something out for both people. So, so the 20 matches or so they've made so far, it appears to mostly be you know good things. Uh, one of the people who utilized a service like this is quoted as saying, you know, it's it's about more than just friendship and compassion, even though that is a piece of it, but it's really just about you know uh, having someone else around maybe to help out if uh, if that's part of the need. I mean, I, I and again, tw- only twenty. So I mean, I know it's fairly <laughs> right. fairly early on. But they're, well, they're being very safe. I think. Yeah, they're and trying then, to be as selective as possible. And you're going to run into, I think, a couple where maybe it doesn't work. But no, I mean, it seems like if they're going, you know, through all this different criteria, right, to make sure mm-hmm. that the match fits. I mean, I I think it's something that could kind of maybe Make kick sense. off a little bit more across the, article, the country. The yeah. article goes on to say the hub of universities in St. Louis is part of the reason for this, along with the uh, large amount of, of foreign students who are seeking things like a, a you know master's or a, um, a doctorate. So uh, the amount of matches have typically come from that world, uh, kids who are going to school. They've also enlisted the help of Brian Carpenter. He is a professor at Washington University's Department of Psychology and Brain Studies, and he drafts complex questions for potential matches. So there, there are quite a few different things, along with, I guess, some hidden deal breakers in there to find out how likely both people are to do this, you know, uh, correctly and well. Um, it's about 40 total questions that you take, including simple things like if you smoke, uh, how your night out kind of goes to, to more complex things to try to get an idea of your personality. Uh, then he, this is a quote. Uh, then we move on to things that are more preferences than rules, like are you a night owl? Are you someone that makes a lot of noise in the home? Are you someone that likes to keep things quiet, extroverted, introverted, et cetera? Uh, so it's, it, there's a lot of things that go into this, I guess, and maybe there's some level of, of introducing the matches before they actually you know, wind up deciding to live together, uh, similar to, and this is odd, but similar to like the dating apps and everything else where you get to know someone first before making any kind of commitment. Maybe that same world exists for the odd couple's uh, housing. And I could see it working you know, like you said, St. Louis with the top, with cities with colleges and university, like, you know, Chicago's got a yeah. couple different schools where it might be kind of tough for students who go to a school in one of those cities. Cause I'm sure, you know, 
living expenses in some of those places. Like I could only imagine going to Northwestern or something up near the Chicago area. I'm sure rent and finding, you know, places to live up there is not oh, yeah. ideal. It's probably pretty expensive for most college students. So a service like this, I I definitely could see it working in bigger cities where there are those colleges and universities. Well, and the founders of the service say that they're surprised at the amount of interest they've gotten. Uh, one uh, person who utilized the service is actually quoted in the article as well. Her name is Megan Maddox. She is a transfer student now going to Logan University in St. Louis. Um, and she was said she was sent six potential matches uh, within three weeks of filling out her questionnaire. After talking to a couple of them on the phone, so she did actually introduce herself to them, she drove to Iowa to meet one of the people and had a visit with them and decided that it made sense. So she is now happily, you know, living in a house with a complete stranger. Um, and she's actually just doing chores. She doesn't even have to pay for any of the costs of the house. She just, uh, you know, does a lot of work around the house and actually helps the person, the homeowner, uh, when the person needs help with some, you know, other stuff. So, again, this might be more in line of the, the people who, who can't, you know, live alone, who don't feel comfortable living alone for, for medical reasons or whatever. And so for that, I get it, too. And some of these students probably are. It doesn't say that she is. But some of these students probably are studying medical things. So, again, that kind of makes sense, too, to match medical students with people who might need but can't afford, you know, medical supervision. It seems like they're doing the right things yeah. to make sure you yeah. know, this type of thing works. See? I'm sure you're going to run into, though, a couple where, you know, I worry, right, oh, where right. they do these chores and say, but it's like, what if somebody, you know, maybe takes a little overboard, tries to, you know, maybe they ask them to be doing a little bit too much. And I get that's the whole point of why, you know, these younger people are able to live there but right. I, I feel like no. you could run into a couple scenarios where i get you they, you know it's a new service i get you the challenges might arise i they have to have some form of like housing for the people who are coming here though because like the difference between the two is the homeowner still has a home and they're gonna ask somebody to leave but the person who's living there like they would i, I don't know I, I wonder if odd couples housing also offers like temporary you know hotel stays or something on the off chance it doesn't work out yeah or if they have like a foster family that takes everybody in uh, if they need it. Uh, i got to take a break. I'm behind. you got Sanjay Gupta coming up in just a second. But it's an interesting idea. We'll see if more and more people do it. There's a couple schools here. I can think of maybe it, it becomes mostly cloudy, but above freezing, a high of 40 today. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Isolated showers are possible after midnight, a low of 35. Tomorrow, clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, a high of 45. Wednesday, patchy fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers are possible, high of 47. Uh, it, we do want to note that the dense fog will start as melting snow continues to happen. So be safe tonight, tomorrow, all the way through Wednesday morning if you're driving around. Uh, right now it is 34 degrees at Radio Bloomington. Now back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I teased a story about parents who try to get their kids to go on vacation with them, a family vacation. And the kids didn't want to go, uh, so they made a, a funny decision on what they actually took with them for the vacation. But before I get to that, I want to get to this audio that's just, like, everywhere. Uh, it's been a lot of places uh, this weekend after it happened. I think this happened on a Canadian version of Family Feud. Um, they were asked, like, what's Popeye's favorite food? Uh, and the female of the two people competing on this round, the little buzzer round, where you just answer the question and you try to, you know, win the game, um, had a, a unique answer. So here's the audio of her playing Family Feud. This is in Canada, by the way, not the American version. But this is one of the most viral pieces of audio uh, Family Feud has had in a while. Name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken! Is it because of the way she answered it that it's so funny? It's not just that she went chicken immediately, which is obviously 
the Popeye's restaurant and not the cartoon character. But she danced and she said it, you know, with all that inflection. Is that part of the reason this is so hilarious to so many? I think so. I mean, she just sounds like she was so confident with the answer. I'm so happy it came up. Like, she feels like she went out that day. Maybe she had a Popeye's chicken sandwich before the show. And she's like, oh, this is so awesome that they're doing this in the show. But that is the wrong answer, as is noted. Spinach, Sherry. She then mentioned, I thought you meant Popeye's chicken. You're just not listening, man. You're just, you're going in, you have other things in your mind. I, I have to imagine this lady is a huge fan of the Popeye's chicken sandwich, as many people are. Have you had one yet, by the way? I was going to say, I still have not tried Me neither. One. Yeah. Me neither. I've been I've been almost at Popeye's twice. Now I can't. Now, uh, listener Brian and I have given up fast food. I don't know if one Popeye's chicken sandwich can be an exception to that, just to try it. But it's it's been long enough. I should have I should have done it by now. Uh, but a lot of people love it. And that that audio, it's just the beginning part. It's her saying with such authority, you know, the chicken and dance. I guess there's a dance that we can't see here on the radio. But name Popeye's favorite food. Chicken. So happy. And everyone is laughing immediately. That's got to feel terrible when the whole audience just starts laughing at your answer. And again, I mean, she said it with just so much conviction. So and, excited. And she was like, I'm about to win. Right. We're about to win this. Right. Fold it up. And I win the whole show. And then everybody starts laughing. Uh-huh. And yeah. And then she stood in. The, the, the audience just loves it, by the way. That's the most cheers I think a right answer has ever gotten after the wrong one. When the guy's like spinach and everybody's like, yeah, all right. Oh, man. But that audio is all over the place. If you see it today, that video is is somewhere. And Canada has to be very excited. The family feud going on right there is uh, is doing pretty good. Well, all right. And I've heard, and just quick other note, I mean, no, I've ahead. heard this multiple times, and I was so confused. I'm like, because that's not Steve Harvey ho- hosting right. the show. So I, I'm like, this has got to be somewhere else. And, yeah, finally found out it was in Canada. I can't imagine how he would have reacted to that. He probably <laughs> would have begged for it to be an option. He's like, that should be on the board. I, I can't see how he would say it. But, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's not it wasn't Steve's uh, thing to react to. But, yeah, that audio is a lot of places. I'm seeing people share it on social media, too. So, uh, yeah, good job, lady. Um, she's a vibe. You think she's upset by all this, by the way, the fame? I think she could probably laugh it off. Yeah, I mean, I think in the first moment, she's probably like, wow, how did I <laughs> how did I screw this up? And now she's probably like, yeah, just kind of have to well, go along with it. And the other thing is, like, it's viral for a little time. So a lot of people who know she who she is for, like, maybe at most a month. But her family will use this against her oh. forever. This is never going away. Every holiday, yep. every get-together, yep. Anytime anyone mentions chicken of any kind, like if, if she ever asked, like, what's the meal going to be, she better pray it's never chicken because mm-hmm. it immediately comes up. <laughs> uh, parents uh, asked their kids to go on a, a three-day, or actually I think it was a longer than a three-day road trip with them, and all three kids said no. They're like, we don't want to go. We don't have any interest in it. It was supposed to be sort of a mini-adventure. So the parents decided to photograph the entire trip, of course, and they took the family modem with them. So they left the kids without Internet for the entire time that they were there. Does this seem like a good penalty? Uh, Because, one, I don't know why you wouldn't want to go on a family vacation if your parents want you to go. Like, you know, everybody, it doesn't matter how old you get. It doesn't matter how how jaded you are. uh, You should always go. Uh, But they chose not to. So the family, every destination they stopped at, there's a photo of just a modem like sitting in the sand or sitting at you know whatever attraction it is uh, it has been liked and shared over 52,000 times people describe it as a brilliant and hilarious stunt it does seem like a good punishment 
for saying, like, I don't want to spend time with you, mom and dad. Well, that's fine. Uh, you don't get any internet either. Although I, I hate to break it to them. I think the kids probably still wound up with access to the internet one way or another. Uh, but they didn't have the modem, so at least they made it a little bit harder. No, I mean, I think that's a brilliant punishment. Right. I mean, I, I think about some of my younger cousins. I mean, they would lose their mind if they <laughs> didn't, didn't have the internet access. I mean, but come on. In today's day and age with a with a kid, like, you can figure it out. It's You got it on the phone, well, probably. And, right, and my cousins, they can do that. But as part of, I think, their phone plans, they can only use so much internet. So oh, they true. And they've... When they first all got their phones, they're like, oh, this is great. I don't have to be on Wi-Fi. I mm-hmm. can do whatever. And then they would blow through their plan and have no Internet. And so they would have to be on Wi-Fi. So they would, yes, have access to stuff, but they'd be like, wow, this is not good because I'm going to eat through my data without <laughs> any Wi-Fi connection. Uh, the parents' names are Cassie and Chris. Cassie shared this to social media when she was talking about it. Uh, we asked our kids if they would like to go on a day trip with us that they said no to. Uh, and we were met with a response that's boring. I don't want to go. Uh, so Chris and I decided to instead take our instead of taking our three unappreciative kids, we would let them uh, stay home and we just would take the modem instead. Modem had a fantastic day not being used by the kids. And it is a lovely um, you know, afternoon not listening to constant bickering. The only complaining was uh, Evan being mortified that we took the modem in the first place. I guess that's one of the kids. So it was really it was a day trip that might have turned into a couple days. The modem spent time at the beach. It spent time at a fair. It even enjoyed a kebab. So it was a really nice day out for the modem, too. Like, it's a very good way to appreciate the services that that modem does year in and year out. I mean, these kids are probably just kicking themselves because they're <laughs> seeing these pictures, too. And it's like... Well, they're not seeing them until the modem gets home. Well, true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, in other news, um, NFL fans were very upset while watching the Seahawks-Packer game. And not because of the outcome. Uh, the Packers won a, a kind of close game at the end there. Um, I, I know the people in this office, several people in this office probably happy with that outcome Uh, but i guess one of the microphones one of the crowd mics at lambo was positioned next to what uh, has been referred to on twitter as a woo guy so throughout the entire broadcast they couldn't seem to silence the one dude who's doing the the woo you know the rick flair just the whole game i guess this fan was and it's it's almost certainly according to the post a seahawks fan who was at lambo who was trying to rile people up around him and unfortunately he also wound up riling the fox news I can't believe they couldn't figure this out for a while. It was not good. Uh, the the Twitter went nuts. People saying, someone please find an end woo guy. <laughs> That's among one of the many tweets out there. Can Fox please turn off the mic for this ridiculous woo guy? Hey, I found the fan shouting woo woo right into the mic, and they're sharing photos of the guy. Uh, how, do, how do I know where you're sitting? Woo woo guy, hold my beer. That's how you know. If you're not on the video, at least your family and friends will know you're at the game because you're the... Do you think they recognized his voice, too? I don't know. Okay. It, but was it confirmed it was a Seahawks fan? No, it's not confirmed. That's no, just the assumption. I don't, I don't believe that. You think it's a Packer fan? Oh, 100%. <laughs> what are you a fan of again? What team? Oh, Bears. Okay, I got yeah. it. I see how it's going. So what did you think of the game, then? Uh, I was hoping they were going to blow it at the end. but Right. Uh, it came it, close. Well, you know, it doesn't surprise me, too, of course, in that not-so-great stadium. You've got somebody just going <laughs> nuts the whole time and, you know... Maybe he was but, drinking a little bit too well, much. Right. But at the same time, it's like the Fox broadcast crew. It's like, how do you not right. notice that? I mean, I guess you can't just start flipping all your crowd mics off because then it would hinder the you know sound of the broadcast. But I, you got to be. I, I don't know how many mics they I mean, that's a good question. I've never done a TV broadcast. I'm only a radio guy. How many total crowd mics could you possibly have? I'm sure they have 
like a lot multiple but okay i and don't quote me on that i'm just assuming I'm quoting they you. are i'm gonna quote I mean, every time might... i retell this story now neil said there's like thousands <laughs> that'd of be a better mark strauss question because <laughs> right. he's worked in the tv biz oh yeah um, good point yeah but... i have no idea you would think though that you just mute them one at a time and if the woman goes away you finally stick to that one you're right. like i right, keep that one off um yeah no people were very upset you heard it then several I, times i did and i was watching i and i really wasn't on social media much yesterday but i was watching the game mm-hmm. And I heard it. I'm like, man, this they've got one guy that's just going nuts. And I thought finally it would stop because it would be a long one. It would be hold on to it. And then I'm like, okay, it's going to be done. And then it would come right back. I'm like, huh, there it goes again. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm typing. I'm trying to find Ron Santo yelled at a fan. Uh, This is this classic audio of Pat and Ron uh, calling a Cubs game. And some guy stands up in front of Ron Santo. And he's so mad. He's so mad about it. That he starts yelling at him. I have the audio. I don't know if I can play it, though. I don't know if this is, because this would be another radio station's audio, although it was a CD. It came out and stuff. Um, but you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to err on the side of caution and not play this, but I'm going to share it on my social media page, and you can find it um, just by Googling it. But it's the funniest thing ever, because Santo, for anyone that listened to Cubs games for a while when he did them, was, was a very homery Cubsy fan in general. I don't know that professional is the word you'd use to describe him, although incredible, beloved um, broadcaster, but not necessarily worried about being the most, most pro guy in the room. Just kept yelling at the fan, would you please sit down during the broadcast? So I, I can't imagine that if Santo had been involved on the Fox show on Sunday, that he would have been okay with that. He probably would have went after the fan in person. That's what I miss the most about a Ron Santo mm-hmm. is those kind of moments. Uh, i got to take a break. I, the CNBC News Report is coming up. It's sponsored by Busey Bank. After that, uh, Gordon Ramsay is complaining about one of his kids. Uh, Gordon Ramsay, the famous chef who's uh, you know, not exactly the, the most um, eloquent of people. He, uh, he has a foul mouth, I'd say. Uh, one of his children, his nine-month-old, apparently is copying a lot of dad's uh, uh, verbiages, and it's, uh, it's a thing. I'll tell you all about that. Cloudy above freezing, high of 40 today. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Isolated showers are possible after midnight, low of 35. Tomorrow, clearing skies becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy, dense fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers are possible, a high of 47. Melting snow will cause dense fog, so be careful out there on the roads tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday morning. Uh, right now, it is 34 degrees at Radio Bloomington. You are listening to the Great Colin Show on WJBC. It's Great Colin Show on AM twelve thirty WJBC. I, I teased the story about Gordon Ramsay struggling to uh, get his kid to stop using bad words uh, because Gordon is a guy that uses a whole bunch of bad words uh, and he does it on the television, and that's pretty funny. And I'm sure people. Uh, parents have struggled with all kinds of like accidentally giving a habit to a kid you don't want them to copy. Uh, but at nine months, that's pretty young. And uh, I'll talk about that more in a second. First, though, I want to do this. Uh, I found this in the New York Times. Uh, there is an article someone wrote in asking for advice. It's an advice column, yes. And I know that's not always the greatest segment, but I, I like this one. Um, she wrote in, this is what the, the writer had to say. Uh, My manager is a nightmare. Name anything that exhibits the worst of bad management, and she's done it, including presenting my ideas brazenly as her own. Uh, recently, I did a favor for a coworker, not a personal favor, a work one, and thanks to, thanks to that, she surprised me by bringing in a box of fancy mini pastries, two dozen of them, with an exclamation point, for me and my team to share. My manager sits right next to me. After my coworker walked away for, you know, thanking her, whatever, uh, the manager commandeered the pastries. She gave me one, then walked away, meeting out the ones that... 
Uh, she decided to give to some of her pay- favorite people. And then with easily 18 pastries left, she put them under her desk, telling me she was taking them home for the rest of her family. Uh, they don't appear to be starving, by the way. They live in a mansion. This is all from the person writing into the New York Times. Aside from my horrible manager, I like the company and I don't want to quit. What, if anything, should I have done? Um, I am furious. So before I even give out the advice that this advice columnist gave out, Neil, do you or anyone out there, 829-2345, have tips on what you should have done when this manager from hell, if that's what she is, gets up and, and takes your pastries? Yeah, I don't know how I would how I would react. Mm-hmm. I, I would not, obviously, I don't think anybody's happy in that situation. No, no. well, and, uh, you know, the, the best thing, the thing I'll give most credit to for the uh, person writing, writing this column is she went on to say, like, that sounds like psychotic behavior, and so maybe there's some level of, of exaggeration in all this because... Uh, psychopaths are very rare. About 1% of all people, this is all in the article in the New York Times, uh, actually qualify as a psychopath. Apparently it's more masculine and feminine too, by the way. Uh, so she's no doctor, uh, but she says that maybe something different happened. Maybe the manager misunderstood the gift. Maybe she thought that it was for everyone. Or So here's, here's another thing they get to later on in this article that I can get to now uh, before I talk about the advice she gave, which I thought was, I don't know if I like it, um, but whenever there's free food, at a workplace, anywhere. We don't behave like our best selves. You know, that's the, everyone can admit to that. When, when there's free food, you're a little more aggressive than you'd normally be. You try to get some, especially if you haven't eaten, and you don't always really care about everyone behind you. Right? Normally, there, yes. There's some, I mean, and it's not insane. I'm not saying that I'm one of the people that would take 18 pastries home, but at the same time, like, I remember when the work email goes out, like free food in the kitchen, you, you get, you might even jog to get there, man. Like, every so often... <laughs> And especially if it's something good. I mean, And it goes so fast. Right. Right. Anytime free things, it's like releasing food at a zoo. You know, like all of a sudden all the monkeys are attacking it. That's, that's how this sort of thing goes. Um, so they, they do point that out as well, that free food in the office space is, is, is prone to some levels of, of treating each other less than ideal. Uh, but this is what the colonists actually said to do. And by the way, they did point out that even though in some ways they're kind of defending uh, the manager... Uh, she wrote, and she actually wrote, this is such a specific example that it's going to be very easy for the person who did this to you to figure out it's you they're talking about. And so she wrote, Madam, intentional or not, uh, if you're reading this, this was bad behavior, behavior, and you should treat your subordinates uh, to the box of extravagant pastries we all know you can afford. So that the writer is telling the woman, uh, the manager, to buy a new set of pastries. But what she said to do was send out an email just after you notice the manager make off with the food announcing to your team that there are free pastries. They've been brought in by this other person as a thank you for the work they all did, the extra work they did. And then when they come up to to her desk, the person writing in, asking where they are, turn to the manager behind her and say, ah, these people are looking for those pastries that were for our team. So that's the advice. Pull the passive-aggressive group email goes out, and then the the sheepish, oh, I, I didn't know you were taking all those home, you know, like like get in trouble after the fact. I don't know that I love that solution. No, I don't think I would either. Right, because it's you know, there's there's challenges to it. Right. I mean, I'm sure the boss would would hand over the 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 food products if people start looking for them, and if the assumption is one thing, but I don't think that makes you any any you know in any better um, situation with your with your direct supervisor, which is always important. You got to make sure to manage that relationship well. It helps everybody else, right? right. But yeah, I don't know if it's helping yourself. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. So that is, and I guess you can plead ignorance, which which I think happens in the workplace more than anywhere else. The whole like, uh, 
I'm going to do this and sort of pretend I don't understand. Like a lot of people take that approach to work. It would be nicer, though, if we could all have more direct conversations, right? Like everywhere. And I'm not talking about here in general. I just mean everywhere. That anyone works. It'd be nicer if you didn't have to play like email games and stuff. That I feel like that's such bad advice, even though it's so common in so many places um, to have things like that go on. It's just not... Uh, it would be nicer to maybe go directly. This would be my advice. Go directly to the supervisor. Assume that they misunderstood the gift and say something to the effect of uh, just so you know that that person was thanking me and my team for doing extra work uh, and had made mention of the fact that it was for our team, who I noticed you hadn't given any of the pastries to yet, provided this is all a true story, and then say, you know, I've notified my team or I'm going to notify my team about them. Do you mind if if they come to your desk to, to grab them if they want one? You know what I mean? Like be more direct. I think that that would work better. Yeah, people love to tiptoe around. It's, never, it's safer. It's, oh, it's much safer. It's so much safer to just be confused all the time. <laughs> right. Although, come on. If you if you do that, like if that's your go-to at work, over time, if someone lists off all the times you were confused, eventually it's going to be like, does this guy pay attention to anything? Yeah. Although that is kind of me too sometimes. <laughs> What's going on tonight? Is there sports on tonight? I don't ever know. We've got the I'm uh, kidding. coaches show. The coaches show. Yeah. It's on from 6 to 7. I, had I to pay think attention. For a minute too. I had to look over my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the ISU basketball coaches show is on from 6 to 7 here on, on WJVC. See, I know stuff. Uh, but no, I, I just, I don't know if the, the call in 829-2345 if you've ever had an experience where someone took a food product meant for you or just anything. Uh, similar to this kind of story and how you would you would handle something like this because other than being direct I really don't know and I, I hate the email idea though because that's fraught with problems you know and you're not even necessarily publicly identifying the boss as the one who has them in the way that she answered the story so now people are just coming up to you looking for for pastries and you don't have any it's going to be bad. I mean, I think, again, I agree with you D- direct is probably the best way to handle this mm-hmm. situation but I think Nine out of ten times, it's ne- it's never going to be direct. It's always going to be it's always going to be you know email well, or beat around the bush. Yeah, I don't, I well, don't know. especially when the other person involved is not a colleague but a supervisor. You know, you would feel probably a little more intimidated to go to that. But that's why I think you should do it. You know, behind closed doors on a one on one, so that you you notify them of the situation that is brewing when everybody outside is hoping for pastries. And because that's the other thing, man. If somebody brought in a gift for me, if I was on the team. And I found out that there are pastries on, like, Susan's desk or whoever's desk it is. And then I get there, and that desk is empty. I'll be like, what What happened? I, I was promised my donut, sir. I would and, wait it out. And I wonder, you know, pastries. And, again, the item, I think, generally, it they, the team should be getting what, you know, they are supposed to be given. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? But well, if it's me... Yes, it would be nice to have the option to go grab a pastry, but, you know. Maybe you don't care. It's Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest pastry guy. So yeah, so I mean, you would you would also, then she could take the 18 home to friends and family. That's right. totally fine. That's the craziest part of it. I can't imagine that. So that has to be an exaggeration, that with 18 of two dozen, like almost half of the total left, she goes ahead and takes them home. She's like, these are for me now. These are, I'm, I'm done. I'm outie. I, I, can you even eat that many? Like, I, I guess unless you, you get a lot of people at home. But yeah, I don't know like, how many friends yeah, and family she has at home. It's a lot of pastries. She's feeding a lot of, you're right. She's just throwing them out just to feel good. That <laughs> right. is a psychopath, then. If that's really what happened, if this, well, you should quit your job then, lady, who's ever writing in, because this manager hates you. Yeah, and not, that's, not that's good. that's only going to end poorly. Uh, in other news, and kind of ridiculous news transitioning here, um, there is audio of this. A state rep, he, he's a Missouri state rep. His name is Scott Cups. He's introducing people at an opening day uh, legislative session, and his wife happens to be one of the people there. And he quotes a movie, because I'm pretty sure this is from Talladega Nights, 
um, because it gets it gets. But anyway, here's the audio of what he said. This seems to be an absolute misstep as far as a, polit- a politician goes to introduce someone like this. I would like to introduce uh, some very special folks to me. First of all, my smoking hot wife. Uh, where I saw Neil's head jump. Your your head actually moved when you heard the phrase. I mean, I wasn't wasn't ready for that, but at Talladega Nights, that's in Talladega Nights, yeah, right? Okay, yeah, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. Will Ferrell describes his his wife as is smoking hot, mm-hmm. uh, but this legislator did it on a. I see. What I assume here is the family likes that movie or some movie, and this is a this is a joke. This is somehow kind of a comedic thing that plays out, you know, with friends and family in places where it can be like laughed off and not hated. Uh, but this environment was just wrong for it. This guy, Scott, went for the joke, and it didn't work out here. I will play the audio again along with the reaction by people. I would like people. to introduce uh, some very special folks to me. First of all, my smoking hot wife. Uh, where... Such mixed reaction. <laughs> my, my wife, Kim. Uh-huh. And then he even, he even stepped it back. My, my, my wife, Kim. It got a little, yeah. I mean, Some looked, people are laughing. Yeah. I don't think that if there's a big crowd there, that's not like you didn't hit the whole room. No, yeah. Yeah, swing and miss with more people. <laughs> that's the kind of thing, though, man. You can't go rogue with that stuff. I it mean, couldn't have been written down. Was it the movie reference or was it? I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, he was just, well, maybe his you know, wife was dressed nice for the occasion and he was just like, wow, she's good looking today. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. But. I, I wonder how she felt about it. I wonder if she appreciated it. She's like, well, that's nice of him to say that. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's just, it's definitely getting criticized in the uh, in the world at large because it's probably not the right way to describe another human being, especially at an event like this. But it is. The reason I went Talladega Nights is it is an ongoing joke in that movie. Uh, the way he, and I can pull that audio too, but so I think that maybe it's that more than just this is the way the guy normally speaks. I hope it's not the way he talks all the time. Well, Have you met my smoking hot wife? Like, if that's something he says all the time, man. It's one way to introduce somebody. It is. It is. And it would be flattering to some, maybe not to all. All right. Quick break. A lot more coming up in just a few minutes. We got the weather. I'm also trying to call Cody to get my guest on the phone. Uh, Heart of Illinois, ABC meteorologist Joe Puma. Mostly cloudy, but above freezing, a high of 40. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Showers possible after midnight, low of 35. Tomorrow, clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers possible, high of 47. Right now, Radio Bloomington, it is 35 degrees. Every day. Craig Collins Show on AM twelve thirty WJBC. It is time for Cody Goff to chat all things Curiosity Daily podcast. Cody, how you doing, man? Good. How are you? Real good. Uh, you did a great job of staying on hold even after I hit buttons and like didn't even talk to you. I just rang the phone and then I started doing a weather, and you're like, ah, this is me. I'm ready for this. Uh, how was uh, CES? Closed. CES was dandy. It was a it was a good time. I, I learned a lot of things. Uh, um, I saw a lot of things. Uh, okay. it's, it's, it's Vegas. It's a very overwhelming place. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I was there probably one day too long. By the end, I was just like, oh, please let me get out of here. But I did beat the tables. I came back with like yes. 30 buck profit. Nice. What game did you play? Roulette. Okay. That's a hard game to beat, actually. That's that's not a lot of good odds for you. What what were you betting on? Were you no. doing like black-red? Were you doing uh, evens odds? What were you playing? 
I, I always play on black. I always put a bunch on black, and okay. then uh, if I win, then I take the winnings and I put them in the middle and play the numbers because that's where you hit the jackpot. <laughs> and then I win, and then I lose the numbers. Okay. But then it'll land on black again, yeah. so I, I get a refill, so I get to put it on the numbers. Wow. Uh, actually, the worst thing in the world happened at the roulette table. Okay. Uh, I sat down. I put I put I put uh, let's say like twenty on on black, and then like fifteen on the number twenty four, and I was like, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm going to like, it's going to land on 24. I'm going to win all this money. And then <laughs> the guy says, well, no, you have to like the minimum combined, like the minimum, you have to put at least 20 on the inside across all the numbers. Oh. Um, you can't have like 20 on the outside and then 15 on the inside. So it was like, all right, whatever. I'll, I'll play it next time. Took the $15 off of the number 24. No way. He spins and lands on the number 24. That is yeah, awful. Absolutely. Yeah, if I had later, yeah, I mean, it's always a shoulda, coulda, woulda in Vegas, but uh, I was very furious. What did those pay out? Like thirty-eight <laughs> to one or something? Would you? Would you have? You would have got a lot of money. That is very I sad. I think it's like thirty-six or thirty-seven to one. No, I would have been at least seven hundred dollars. See, um, so I'm a gambling degenerate, by the way, Cody. We can never go to Vegas together. That would end very poorly, at mm. least for me. I will give away my clothing in order to get more money to keep gambling. It's it's a thing. I have oh. to be kept far away. Oh, I know. It's not good. It's not good, man. I will sell my shoes. It's going to be a whole thing. I won't even sell them for very much. I'll wear fancy shoes, and I'll give them away for a dollar by the end of the night just to get me one more roll. Uh, Let's let's move on to something else. That escalated really quickly. I know it did. I know. I I heard Vegas, and then you started talking gambling, and all the wheels started turning, and I was booking a ticket. I I wasn't even trying to. My hand just started going toward some sort of uh, airplane website, and uh, things could have gotten bad. Uh, We blurt things out according to science, as I just did. Uh, Why do we do that? Why do we blurt things out? So it actually has to do with uh, how awake and excited we are. Okay. Uh, we, we basically, the story was why we, why we blurt things out according to research. Um, and it has to do with uh, just um, our, our level of arousal, not that kind of arousal. Gotcha. Uh, but, but basically how, how awake and alert that we are. Um, and so if you want to per- – so, so, you know, you might, you might remember you accidentally blurted something out loud when you didn't mean to. Let's say <laughs> just if you now? were like an important meeting – uh, yeah, yeah, always. Um, or if you're on a date with somebody. Um, but the thing is, and, and you're like, oh, why would I blurt things out at such like important times, maybe when the stakes are high or when the stress is really high? And it's actually, that's by design. That's just your brain kind of kicking into overdrive and, and having all this chemicals. So the way to avoid it is, you know you're going into a high-stakes, high-pressure situation. Try to calm down. Okay. Remember to take a lot of deep breaths and just, you know, just... Just slow down a little bit. Just kind of chill out and mm-hmm. uh, try not to blur things on, you know? <laughs> I can't promise that that's going to go any better for me. And I've been hosting this radio show for a few months now, <laughs> and I think I'm just doomed. Um, by the way, I also saw, and this is your Curiosity Daily podcast. You can find it on all the platforms, all your podcast platforms. I listen to it on a, a smart speaker. You and Ashley Hamer co-host the show. Uh, I saw this story from the other day, um, why women had to start shaving uh, you guys looked into the history of society and when they started to, to you know, encourage ladies to shave. Uh, that had to be a heck of a st- thing to, to dive deep into. Yeah, well, see, in instances like that, uh, I ha- that's a heck of a thing that I let my co-host dive into. <laughs> but you're cause... alone on this show. <laughs> Let's hear it, Cody. Why do women shave? 
As a man, I avoid those topics. So it turns out both men and women have actually been shaving their bodies for literally thousands of years, wow. even using things like sharpened rocks to, to kind of scrape extra um, you know, hair off their bodies and stuff. It really became a cosmetic thing for women around, in actually, in, I should say, in the Western world. You know, in other parts of the world, it's not as, uh, it's not as, as common. But here in the Western world, it really started around World War II, um, and it was, what, you know, what else? Marketing. Like, you know how the, the ah. diamond, you know, diamond engagement rings like that, that all started from basically a marketing campaign from a diamond company in like the early 1900s. That's why we all wear diamond rings. This is the same kind of thing. It was just, it just started to be encouraged in, in World War II. And that was actually because of uh, some changes in styles. So uh, because production went down because of the, uh, you know, limited resources and rationing and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, women's clothing stopped having as many sleeves. Uh, you know, leggings were harder to get their hands on. So, uh, you know, uh, shaving just kind of became more popular and it kind of hit that extra extra stride in the 20s. You're so happy that Ashley isn't a part of the show right now, right? You're so happy that you get to do topics like this. You and I, two guys on the radio right now talking about why women shave. These are the topics we need to hit on the Curiosity Daily Show. So thank you for doing it, Cody. Uh, another one that you guys... <laughs> Another one that you guys looked into that I thought was interesting is how we're happier before we achieve a goal than we are after we actually get it. Yeah, this is really interesting. Have you ever heard the quote from Spock? From from <laughs> uh, you know, from Spock, having is often not as pleasing as wanting. I have not. It's not logical, but it's often true. Yeah, Spock said that. Uh, great man. Great, you love uh, Star Trek man. so much that it's great to drop the reference. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so it turns out that. For a long time, so you know dopamine is the chemical in your brain that basically makes sure. you happy, right? Like yeah. the happiness chemical. This is a very gross oversimplification, but when good things happen, you have dopamine. What scientists are starting to think is like before it was like, oh, I see a bar of chocolate, and then, uh, and then I eat it, and then dopamine kicks in because it's like, hey, now I'm happy because I got the chocolate. But what scientists are starting to see is uh, through some experiments, it's basically like you see the chocolate, and the dopamine kicks in that you want the chocolate. And then once you eat it, yeah, you've got the natural satisfaction because it tastes good. But it's really that desire to achieve something or that, that wanting something that is what's triggering the dopamine in the first place. So you actually see this with, like, marathon runners, let's say. After they run a marathon, sometimes they go through this, like, really intense post-marathon crash where they, uh, they just feel kind of useless and they, like, uh, they, they almost a depression kind of. So the way to combat this, if you find yourself, like, you often strive to achieve a certain goal every once in a while. Maybe it's a marathon or, or a, a, you know, some kind of milestone with, like, weight loss or something. Um, there are two things you can do. One is extend the celebration. So if you're graduating from high school, uh, you know, maybe plan some, like, like a trip or something or you know, a party with friends and things. Just have to look forward to so that dopamine kind of, you know, extends a little bit. Or set your next goal. So, and Ashley actually talked about this on her show. When she finishes a marathon, the next day she's Googling the next marathon race she's going to do and starting to plan that next trip. Wow, that sounds so dope. I Have you ever run a marathon? No, I, it's, not, I, it's not a thing I want to do. Okay. The fact that your co-host this has done several hard. of them doesn't make you feel like less than a, a co Do you feel like you have to? Is there any pressure? No. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty immune to that kind of pressure. That's nice because I would feel I, I'm a competitive man, Cody. And so I would feel like every time she's dropping the well, I'm running this one and then this one, I would start doing them, but I wouldn't train for them. So I'd probably be a really bad showing. But I just 
I couldn't take it. If I keep listening to the show and she keeps mentioning it, I might run, run, one run to compete against her because of the tangential connection between us. That is psychosis, isn't it? <laughs> Just out of curiosity. I th- Everything you say is some sort of psychosis. <laughs> so this, you're a special case. You're a I thank special you. Case, my friend. You guys should do an episode on just me. Do a whole study <laughs> of Craig. We do a whole series on just Oh, my you. God. Curiosity. That sounds so great. Uh, one last one before I let you go. I would love it, by the way. If you studied me, I'd be the happiest guy in the room. Um, before I let you go, <laughs> you looked at why people all, always pick more often than not blue as their favorite color. And I'd say because they're boring. My favorite color is orange. But why do people do that? That's weird. That's Ashley's favorite color. She really is rubbing off on you, isn't she? She is, yes. Man, um, so it actually has to do with associations, right? How many, like, like, there are things that are good and bad, right? Like, Carl Brown is good because it's chocolate, but it's bad because it's, well, you know what. Yeah, right? I got you. And there's a, lot of, there's a lot of colors with, like, gross or, uh, you know, un, unseemly associations. Uh, how about the color blue? Like, how many bad, horrible things can you name that are blue? Uh, not many. I can't think oh of God, any. Some do. I actually got you to be speechless for like five <laughs> seconds. See, that that is a testament, Craig. You're a very quick, witty, like intelligent guy. If I you don't know. Come up with something in a few seconds, then it is. You know, th- that's proof right there. The proof is in the pudding. I guess so. So, um, people just tend to, you know, and everyone in the world universally sees blue skies, clear blue water. There's uh-huh. many good, nice things that are associated with the color blue, and so that's just why you end up. Most people's uh, favorite color ends up being blue, so if you ever have to guess somebody's favorite color, blue's a pretty good, uh, pretty good shot. Man, I like the fact that you say I'm witty and you gave me other compliments. You obviously don't listen to the show beyond the uh, time that you're on, Cody. <laughs> so that's kind of you saying those nice things today. Uh, i, I got to let you go. i got to take a bunch of breaks. I'm way behind in commercials. Uh, Cody Goff's podcast is called Curiosity Daily. Check it out everywhere. It's all over the place. It wins awards. Uh, what's the most recent award you guys won? You won another one. The 2019 Discover Pods Award, but See? we're finalists for another couple podcast awards. So, yeah, we, Man, we like to win. It. See, I'm getting competitive <laughs> with you guys, too. i got to get my podcast into award shows now. I don't know how that's going to work, uh, but I'll let you go. I'll talk to you next week, Cody. Thanks again for joining the show, and thanks for doing double duty last week. Anytime. Thanks, Greg. Right, talk to you soon. Quick break and a lot more. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Before the break, I actually, uh, a while ago, actually, I think this was before even the news, I was talking about this story out of North Korea that I just can't understand. So the first thing I should say in response to this story is I'm grateful I'm in the United States. I'm grateful that I'm an American. Uh, When you read stories like this from other countries and scary countries, uh, because anyone that thinks that the fact that our president has conversations with Kim Jong-un makes them not a scary country, you're wrong. They are a very... Scary, maybe not scary to us. Maybe there will be some level of, of you know, um, you know, uh, relief from the tensions that exist between our country and theirs because of whatever works being done by the current president. But as far as the stuff going on inside their country, scary again is the only word I can use to describe it. Uh, two women are out with their husbands. I guess they're having a night out, and their kids are all at home. Uh, the house catches fire, so the two mothers rush home to save their children. The first mom gets in the house, saves her kids, and I guess a farmhand. Someone else uh, living on the property saved the photos of Kim Jong-un and Kim Jong-sung, who are two people that are very important there, obviously. Or Kim Jong-il actually might have been a photo as well. And so they saved these. There's actually a law that if your house catches fire, you need to try to save photos uh, of, of people like that. The other mom was only capable of saving her children. She was not capable of saving the, the paintings. And I guess 
you know, no one else around her was capable of going back into a, a house on fire to save, save these paintings. That mother is in trouble. She's going to face legal action for the fact that she's failed to save the portraits, even though her excuse to 99.9% of human beings that walk this earth would be that she chose to save her kids. That would make sense to most of us. It doesn't make sense in that country. And the guy, by the way, who saved the photos for the other woman, the farmhand, I guess he has like a, a criminal past, but he's being um, worshipped as a hero for saving these photos, and they're just kind of forgetting about anything else he'd done in his life because it's that important to save photos of the Kim family. This is nuts, this story. out of The, the other thing about it, even, even the fact that we know about it is kind of crazy because it comes from Daily NK, a South Korean news organization that covers stories out of North Korea because North Korea famously controls all that information. So the next time you're, you're wandering around somewhere and complaining about something, just realize that it could be much, much worse. You could go to jail for not saving a photo of a dictator because you live in a country where that's, that's preferable to, to you know saving your own children. I can't. I have no other words for this story. Neil, I don't know if you have any reaction at all, but just insanity is the only thing you need. Happy I'm here. Right. <laughs> Amen to that. Happy we're both here. Happy Neil is here. Tonight, mostly cloudy, isolated showers are possible after midnight, a low of 35. Tomorrow, clear skies becoming sunny in the afternoon, a high of 45. Wednesday, patchy, dense fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers are possible, high of 47. Please note that dense fog, because of melting snow, uh, could make conditions dangerous out there. So be safe tonight, tomorrow, into Wednesday morning. Uh, right now, the temperature at Radio Bloomington is 35 degrees. You're listening to The Greg Collins Show on WJBC. It's The Greg Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, Neil and I were talking about this just last week, so Frito-Lay did us a solid. Uh, we were talking about the amount of cheese residue you get on your hands when eating a, a Cheetos. Neil has an interesting approach to prevent the Cheeto residue. What do you do? You just do the old, uh, just shake them out of the bag, right. Right, right into the mouth. Takes a little bit of skill, but if you go one at a time, keeps your hands clean. You can figure it out. Uh, Neil Neil essentially does Cheeto shots all day long. It's uh, pretty <laughs> incredible to see. Uh, but Frito-Lay has a press release out that is naming that cheese residue that gets in your fingles, finger. See, I already I already screwed it up. It's Cheetle. Uh, I was making it Fingle, uh, but it's Cheetle. Does that feel right to you, that that cheese residue you get, would you start calling it Cheetle? Mm, Got a little bit of Cheetle on my fingers. Letting that sink in for a minute. Okay. Uh, maybe you could catch on. It sounds a little... Sounds a little different. The the product itself, not necessarily the name, has its own Instagram account, its own hashtag. So they're they're hoping that this cat catches on. Uh, and more importantly, Frito Lay is actually introducing a new product to celebrate the naming of Cheetle. Uh, they're going to be putting out some popcorn that is covered in Cheetle. So it's going to be nice sprinkled on cheese residue from your favorite Cheetos products, just on the top of some some beloved popcorn, ready to eat um, thing. And it's 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 popcorn infused with Cheetle. That's what they're calling it. I don't know. I don't know if it sounds perfect, you no, know? I feel like they like you couldn't come up with anything better. It's a little too cutesy for me. Yeah. I don't think that the cheese residue on my face, I've never, like, said, oh, look at that little Cheetle there. Like, you know, that feels like something that's cuter. This is not a cute thing that happens to your fingers. It's a, it's a, I think, a gross thing because yeah. then people do the do the lick. Yeah, it's more, it's kind of an annoyance. I mean, it's right. part, of the, part of the process of eating Cheetos, but... Right. I don't, I don't know if it's a great thing. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's it's part of the it's one of the negatives you take on, but it like, oh man, I just got a bunch of Cheetle all over me. That doesn't sound 
that doesn't sound like what we want it to sound like. But Cheetos has decided to name the product, and that's, that's what they went with. So we'll see how, how people digest it moving forward. I just thought it was cool because we were literally talking about this last week, and they probably listened to the show. I assume oh, Frito-Lay, 100%. big Craig Collins fans, <laughs> they check in. What's he saying? Is there anything about Cheetos today? Oh, my God, there is. That one day. They listened for three months just to get one take from us. And I said that I just don't like the Cheeto product. So well, I think their only benefit, because again, I don't know if I'm liking the Cheeto name, uh-huh. but that they're putting this on popcorn. That's That sounds interesting. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you could just put it in stores. You could put Cheeto on all kinds of stuff. You just get a little sprinkleable thing. I don't know how hard it is to make Cheeto on your own. I don't know if we all have to buy it. Yeah, I but, feel like uh, that's one you might have to purchase. That yeah, might be kind of enough. tough to make. I think you could collect it from all the little bags as you go. Sure. If you were a Cheeto fan, if you really love it, man, I know it sounds like hard work, but these are these are the outliers. These are the people that need this on everything. I think that those people might be able to collect it in just little spurts. No, you're right. I think they should probably sell it. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I'm just trying to, trying to dive deep. Uh, in other news, do you know there's a pill that might be able to replace working out? Really? Scientists have discovered the proteins that mimic the effect of working out, and in the near future, they may be able to put them into pill form, meaning that fitness might be just uh, waking up in the morning, popping a pill in, sipping some water, and then you're done. You don't have to do anything else. All those things get active in the body, and we all look like Chris Hemsworth eventually. Is this not bad? I feel like this had to have been tried before i don't know you know yeah it's it's true i don't know if this is the first time but it says that uh you know given the options out there the gym etc uh this new pill may be just the trick for so many people it might sound far-fetched but the idea is lounging around all day and getting the health benefits of just taking one little product uh the findings could have far-reaching implications across the fitness medical and scientific fields for instance, the discoverers, the people doing this, uh, could conceivably help individuals unable to work out due to age, health problems, etc., maintain their muscle from the researchers themselves. Uh, researchers have previously uh, observed that cestrin accumulates in muscles following uh, exercise. They now believe that they could pill form it. That is a thing. Cestrin. Have you heard of that before? I have not. No, me neither. Uh, flies can usually run around for six to eight hours at a time. Apparently, they studied some flies in this in this thing. And the normal fly's abilities to uh, uh, improve over a period of time when they were taking cestrin. The flies without cestrin did not improve with exercise, meaning that the ones that they fed this product to became super flies, it sounds like. Hmm. I know. So I, I think it has to be in culmination. I don't think we could. There's probably not a real-life version of this where you do absolutely no exercise and you wind up being, like, ripped. But if it really does, like, help kick it into high gear, you know, I'd be willing to try this. You think they can send us some? Can I get in on a, on a study? I'd be a little skeptical. <laughs> you would? Yeah. I don't know. If it's like, it's you know, they're trying it in flies, that seems good enough. That's close to humans. Well, I think I'm good now. Just any any animal. As if an animal passes, Craig's willing to go. That'd be pretty fun, though, if you were like one of the first 50 yeah. people to get to try it or something. Be totally honest, Neil. If I started this product and then like within six months I looked like Thor, you'd, you'd jump in. Uh, yeah, I'd probably jump on. See, the there you go. Again, okay, yeah. cool. Then I'm going to have to do everything I can to get a buying stake in this product and then pray to God it works because I'm going to get a whole lot of people working out. But a pill, we're going to get to a, pot, uh, a point in life where technology is going to advance enough that I do think maybe it's not a pill per se. Maybe it's like a machine that you strap onto your body. But I don't think we'll have to go to the gym forever. There's going to be a day where that becomes like not a thing anymore. At some point. But you think so? That's a scary day to think of. Why? Because then we're all just like ripped, amazing people all the time? Like yeah. we're all just... 
It's just not, you know, I don't know if that's how it's meant to be. But, well, fair enough. But, I don't know if that's how it's meant to be either, but I'm, I'm down for it. I'm, I'm ready <laughs> for that data. I love technology, man. I would strap, you know, machines to my body. I will do it. The other thing I've talked about on the show is, like, I want to live as long as possible. I want to I be out there for as many days. So, like, if you can make me mostly a robot, I am down. I'm never going to say no. Put Alexa in me. That's fine. Oh, that would be Alexa coming out of you. That, right. That would be something. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All day long, like, Alexa's just answering questions that people ask me. Someone talks to my face, and I don't even move my mouth, and Alexa answers the question. That would be scary. No? Okay. All right. Well, we'll think about it. If you're out there, Amazon, I'm ready. Bezos wants me to be tested. He's stoked. If Bezos gets a hold of this audio, I'm getting a call next week. It's like, we got a human being willing to put an Alexa in him. We can't wait to do it. You're going to be all over the news. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not for a good reason. It'll be very terrible. One idiot man willingly takes uh, Alexa into his face. A quick break, a lot more coming up in just a second on WJBC, including a story that I also found ridiculous and, and I guess, somewhat entertaining. Uh, The headline to this story, there is a non-zero possibility that Iran has a fleet of communist assassin dolphins. I'll read that again, and I will explain the story after the break. There is a non-zero possibility that Iran has a fleet of communist assassins. BC. Now, back to the Craig Collins Show on WJBC. It's the Craig Collins Show on AM 1230 WJBC. Uh, I read a headline just before I took that break that I, for whatever reason, am very entertained by. Uh, Neil, your reaction to the headline in and of itself. Do you disbelieve it? Are you worried about it? Do you not care? Uh, What are your thoughts? Uh, I'm very interested. Okay, good. That's good. Uh, There's a non-zero possibility that Iran has a fleet of communist assassin dolphins. Apparently in the 1960s, Russia, then the Soviet Union, started working to highly train, this is a quote, highly trained dolphins for military use. I don't know why dolphins are such an obvious choice here. They're very smart. Have you heard that before, that of the animals in the world, they're one of the smartest? I was going to say, I've, I've thought I've read before that they are smart, so this mm-hmm. kind of makes a little bit of sense. It does, at least in the fact that you might be able to train them. Right. They're, they're obviously in the water, so maybe there's a value to having an asset you know, in there instead of on land. Obviously, there's a bunch of... Anyway, in 1991, after the fall of the Soviet Union, the Dolphin Unit, as it's being called, was sent to Iran. Uh, The Dolphins were trained to kill enemies uh, using harpoons mounted on their backs. I am dead serious about this. They would swim at at enemies' ships in suicide attacks, quote words, while carrying explosives. That's super scary. And this was between the Russian and United States uh, fights that might have taken place at different times, or at least planning for those fights. The highly trained killer dolphins were moved from the Black Sea to the Persian Gulf after Iran purchased them for reasons unknown. According to Russian newspapers, that work was uh, finished in about 2000. We do not currently know the status of the dolphins trained for combat that may or may not be owned by the the country of Iran. Hmm. That is insane. That whole thing is insane. The idea of training any animal to do something like this is, is it sounds like the plot to an Austin Powers movie. It sounds, it almost sounds like a, a tabloid story, right. to be honest. It, well, but. it's, it's on boingboing.net. You obviously know they're, they're credible people. Um, <laughs> but no, we, this comes from the BBC too, actually. There's right. a BBC article in 2000 that initially discussed the Soviet Union's, man, I mean, honestly, like when technology doesn't develop enough, and you get kind of desperate, and maybe they say the cost of a dolphin army was pretty friendly to the countries, that that's why they lean that way. 
But it, it makes it crazy to think about, like, war, what people will stoop to in order to try to win these things. Training dolphins for combat. That is a real story in 2020, and we have no idea right now. We, we need an update. Maybe uh, the president will start tweeting about it, ask for an update on the dolphin army. Do you think we're doing that? I don't think, I don't think so. Although now that we hear about it, do you think we have to, like, make sure to have, you know, anti-dolphin attacks ready? Do we have to have a dolphin deterrent? I, I can only imagine. Okay. It's a good conversation we're having here. Uh, one other story, and then I do have to take another break. Two GM engineers were arrested in Kentucky. Uh, they had recently gotten new Corvettes. They were, you know, again, working on stuff like this. They were both going 100 miles an hour. They went on a joy ride together in two brand new Corvettes. Uh, one guy reached up to 120 miles an hour. The other guy reached 100. This was in a zone that uh, the speed limit was 45 miles per hour. Uh, the two engineers said that, you know, when pulled over, that they were testing the vehicles. Uh, safety remains our overriding priority at General Motors is a statement from the company. And these employees obviously were being reckless in their decision making. But, okay, totally honest here. We're in the trust tree, you and I, Neil. You're an engineer. You fully understand the machine that you're trying to operate at this speed. What is the level of temptation in taking it out just once and maybe trying to find the right spot, you know, to open her up? I'm not surprised because their first answer was, oh, we were testing it out. I mean, that's right. probably their mindset all along. Right. Let's, let's go open it up. And then worse comes to worse. We do get pulled over. We work We work at the plant and we're, you know, we're just testing them. Do you think they were hoping to get off? Like they were like, come on, man. I mean, we were, we're engineers here. We're just, we're making sure that everything's safe. Please let us go. I, you know, and, you know. This could have happened before. Maybe right. they have gotten off before, and you know they've done this a couple times, and now this <laughs> finally this time, whoever they ran into wasn't right. buying it. This Not time. a big fan of going 120 miles an hour in a 45. See, that's part of the problem too. You picked the wrong spot. Yeah, like you got to you got to find somewhere closer or just an open parking lot or something that's really big. Although I don't know, I don't think there's any parking lot big enough for that speed. So yeah, I get it. I would be as tempted as them to do it, um, and I don't know exactly what the punishment will be, but I imagine. They'll be pretty stiff fines, at least. Um, before the break, I do want to mention this. Uh, athletes in, in the 2020 Tokyo Olympics are going to have a really rough sleeping situation. I will explain what it is, and there's photos of it on social media now. Uh, I think that we're going to have to get companies involved in sending them better stuff because the beds, the things they're going to use right now, do not seem like the kind of things that will help our athletes win, which might be a stroke of genius uh, for, you know, t- uh, Tokyo. But Puma, mostly cloudy, but above freezing for the rest of the night tonight. Um, uh, isolated showers are possible, low of 35. Clearing skies, becoming sunny in the afternoon, high of 45. Wednesday, patchy, dense fog in the morning, mostly cloudy. Evening showers are possible, again, a high of 47. Uh, there is going to be melting snow for the next few days, so dense fog is possible, as well as slick conditions, so be safe out there uh, tonight through Wednesday morning. Uh, right now at Radio Bloomington, it's 33 degrees. This is Greg Collins' show. I have just a couple minutes left before the coaches' show, show so stick around for that from High V. Uh, athletes will be sleeping on cardboard bed frames at the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. According to the people involved, they're actually better than wood frames. This is according to the people that have made these things. Uh, one of the piece, people quoted said they're stronger than the wooden beds. Of course, wood and cardboard would break easily if you jump on them. This is assuming there's going to be some kind of wild celebration after a gold medal victory. Uh, but the bed itself can support up to 440 pounds, which no Olympic athletes really weigh more than that. I don't know. I don't like the look of sleeping on cardboard. That seems This seems like it's going to be not advantageous to our Olympians compared to, you know, any other form of of box spring mattressy situation. I feel like maybe we need to get better beds. 
uh, for our Olympians. Would you sleep on a cardboard bed, Neil Doyle? Uh, it would be less than ideal. <laughs> Especially if you're an Olympian, right? right? Like The thing you need most when you're going over there is probably sleep. You've done everything else. All the training's done. You're ready to go. Uh, just getting a good night's sleep is, is the last thing. And it seems like that might be uh, pretty pretty challenging. But I don't. Is, is this strategy? I mean, see, you I know? think it is. I do because I wonder if if Tokyo will supply better products for their athletes. I if, would assume, right? If they're like, oh, now we only have the cardboard beds for everybody else, but our team is sleeping on like Serta mattresses. That that would be, you know, it should be everyone have the same thing, right? You would figure, okay. but right. I would feel like this is maybe right. This is maybe a little up on the uh, strategy, and now it's gotten out. There's no way they they keep this. I mean, this you, really? Uh, you think they're going to get rid of it? Well, I think that they're going to give them better places to sleep. I, I, I hope I mean, so. Now, I mean, maybe they weren't expecting this to get out like this, and now it has, and it's kind of you know blown up today. And so I the, I would be shocked. If the they Athletes don't. Village at Tokyo Bay has 18,000 beds for Olympians, and it comprises 21 different apartment towers, so they obviously have a, a huge amount of need. Cardboard was the cheapest option for Japan to go with, so... Oh, man. I don't know. But as you said, like now that the news is out, maybe it does make us start to think, come on, man. Like just And, and actually, I've had companies get involved in this kind of stuff in the past. I think MyPillow has sent people uh, stuff to sleep on before. So I imagine as we get closer, if there are not you know better conditions, they'll do whatever they can to fix that situation. I'd bring my own air mattress. See? Yeah, no, right. I, an air mattress has, 